Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. I had this microphone pointed for Shaquille O'Neal. Huh, Thursday, July the 4th. It's America Day, ladies and gentlemen. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Welcome. Come on in. As you can see, I'm by myself right now. I just took uh, a, uh, a quick leak break before, and then Jeff decided that uh, he too needed to do uh, a go and make the magic happen, and so he'll be right back, but welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, another Technical Alpha podcast, we got a good show for you today, as always, it's always a good show, let's be honest, it's always a good show, a fair amount happened this week that we'll be able to talk to you about, if you're not uh, already on top of it, I'm selling out immediately, Hit uh, hit the like button here on YouTube, do it, make it happen. I want to see, we've been slacking the last couple weeks. I want to see this pop off. I want, I want to see this, this like, this like ratio at the end of this podcast. I want to see that at 300 because we've been slacking. 300? Oh, wait, the likes? Yeah. I noticed that on the last one. Slacking. We haven't been plugging it. That's right. We haven't been plugging it. That's why I'm plugging it right now. It's like we got to remind these motherfuckers. We got to, we got to keep the reminders going. Hit that motherfucking like button. Uh, but yeah, it's America Day, Jeff. Happy 4th of July. Yeah. As we speak, um, I believe a sentient orange is being paraded around in an Abrams tank somewhere in America, uh, to which most of the major news networks are not airing it because nobody gives a fuck. Uh, We had our Canada Day a couple days ago, though. We did. Coincidentally Um, enough, nobody gives a fuck. No, nobody cares. Uh, Everyone just goes and and, uh, enjoys some fireworks. And then we uh, drink two to three liters of maple syrup, snort some poutine, call it a day. That's all, we're, that's all we do here. We wear maybe one extra piece of red plaid. <laughs> Just one. I didn't do shit, man. I sat in the house all day. I did dick. And streamed. That was it. That was my... I, I packed. That I was... actually didn't even realize it was like Canada Day until it was like half until through Canada it, Day. Then, yeah. And yeah. then I was like, all right, happy Canada Day, guys. Yep. That was the thing. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we welcome all of our American friends who are not already three sheets to the wind hammered uh, at this time of the day. Man, look, okay, can we just appreciate the capture card difference in how that, like, the color on that, cam- like, right now? Can we just soak that up? Yeah, we, we switched out the capture cards, and it's been life-changing. No filters or anything that I had to, like, mess with to try and get it to, you know, colors not be so bad. It's good. The camera itself is is still way too overexposed, but that's because I'm too lazy to change my settings every time I come here and then go home to stream my own room. Uh, either way. Anyway. that's that, None of that makes any difference. doesn't matter. You know what matters, uh, Jeff? What's that? Your week. How was it? Busy. Yeah? Very busy. OTT just out there making a name. Making a name. Uh, and then on top of that, I had got new tenants, uh, in one of the spots. Um, and then what else did I do? Oh, so after I'm done getting the tenant in the same night, so I'm just done all that. My parents were over there fixing everything up. Same night, find out that another one of the properties, the washer died. Oh. And I, with a passion hate replacing washers because well they're messy they're heavy you gotta they're usually in the basements so you gotta like go upstairs and fucking go downstairs and take the old one out and stuff so 
you know, these tenants have been there f- since I got the place. They're, they're lifers. They're going to be there for a long time. So I said, all right, instead of going out and spending $400 on a washer uh, or going and trying to buy a used one for like 150 200 bucks, I'm just going to be a good guy, Jeff, and I'm just going to buy a brand new washer and dryer combo and say Merry Christmas. Well, let's fucking go. So I did that. I bought, I bought them a washer and dryer. And was it I, GE? No, it's a. Uh, I forget the company name. It's not like a you know. It's not like a fucking super high end uh, mm. thing. But it's not like bottom of the barrel. It's there was nice a, move there, around. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a there was a sale going on. It was like a 48, 48 hour sale going on at Home Depot. So we got a few hundred dollars off by getting the combo. So I just did that. Mm. And what's the good thing about it? They arrive on the tenth, but they're going to deliver it. Then they're gonna hook it up, and then they're gonna take out the old stuff and get it out. So I don't Let's have to go. spend any time, you know, going in. That's and out. the dream. So that was the dream. So yeah, that's that's pretty much my week. Just streaming that. Beauty. Get the new tenants in. Kai, he's getting big, like very. I noticed big. that uh, his his what would you even call that a bassinet or something whatever like he sits up in the living room in oh yeah yeah like the like the swing chair the swing thing. chair thing yeah he's he's actually getting too big for that now yes uh actually his bassinet which was he was in before that we had to get rid of it and we had to bring we had to get a we had to get a like a big one yeah yeah and now he's gotten so big that now he's as thin as crib so now he's cribbing it out because yeah. the big the big thing was is he's got uh acid reflux yeah, yeah like yeah. a lot of kids do but um when he gets when he's feeds, sometimes he gets the hic- he's on medication, so it's not mm. it's not that bad. But before he was like he gets the hiccups a lot, and then he starts he spits up. Yeah, of course. So yeah. we wanted to be extra safe that we didn't want to put Kai. I know some people like put their babies in cribs almost immediately, mm-hmm. and there's really nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, at at all. I'm sure somebody would tell you that your baby will die if you do that. No, uh, I mean it can happen. Um. My, you could also accidentally drop your child on the way to the bathroom, and it's all game over there too. You, you, you can, and I, and actually, my <laughs> honestly, uh, uh, my dad, uh, my dad's brother mm-hmm. died in his crib. Yep. Uh so it is possible. My dad, my dad was like, of super, course, yeah, o- yeah, obviously, like hundred percent. My dad was like super nervous, right? Yeah, and he's yeah. like giving the speech, and like I'm like, Dad, you know. You know, it, it will be okay. Yeah. But then when he got acid reflux, it was like a good excuse for us to go. Okay, he'll he'll go in the bassinet. He'll he'll sleep beside Kayla. Like Kayla sleeps in the same room. Yeah. yeah. But now he's getting so big and he's older now. And before he couldn't push himself off his stomach, so that if he rolled onto his belly, he, right. he just like he puts his head in the, in in the in the crib or whatever. And then yeah. like if you don't pick him up, he's just he's gonna he's GG just out. Right. Yeah. So, but now he's big and strong that yeah. he can literally roll himself over and stuff. So now we're, there's That's zero whatever. zero worry at all now, yeah, right? Yeah. So he's in his crib now. We're getting used to that. But sometimes he'll cry. He's, he's used to being in the in the other room. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, uh, and having Kayla like there to like kind of soothe him. Like even just her voice alone. Like Some, will and, calm and down that's, babies. That's uh, that's a that's a point a point where uh, we had to make the, the break. The parents sometimes fail to make the break. Yeah. Yeah. Where where they cave to the crying, yeah. And if you do, oh boy, are you fucked. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So and Kayla's attached to the hip, like obviously. Oh, it's first child, first child. Yeah. She's with him all the time. Yeah, yeah. So you know it's tough for her too, but um, yeah, he's good. He's getting big. He's man, fuck, it's crazy, dude. Uh, it's crazy. Just about every day, <laughs> he's doing something new, 
and he's so much more alert. Like he sees things now. Yeah. And he gets mesmerized by things. And he's moving shit around. He's trying to crawl. Like he's doing all the things uh, that he wasn't doing like a month ago. And it's just crazy because you're like, you just kind of see it. It's it weird seeing a human. Quick. It's weird seeing a human like become a human. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. yeah like with yeah. a pet. When your dog starts to sit and lay down, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. But when you see a kid, like your own offspring, like starting to like do the little things, and then you're just like, oh my god, this is it's happening. It's happening. It so is it, happening. It's cool. It's cool. He's smart. So there you go. Yeah, I don't have dumb sperm, so that's good. That's good. It's, it's, it's a good start. It's great. It's a bit early to tell. Yet. It's a little too early to tell, but let's get him to school. Start. Let's get him to school. Find out what happens there. But hey, as long as he you know says a word before he's three. We're okay. We're on the right track. We're on the right track. <laughs> We're on the right track. <laughs> uh, I just basically, uh, my week was Gabs and Rex on a plane on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They're gone back. Uh, and it took me, I'm still doing it now, where I'm so used to having Rex around that when I'm like in my office and the, there's a couch right behind me or whatever, my chair is like up against that couch. My, I have no room in the fucking office. Uh and I'd be so used to it. Rex would sometimes lay down on like the the cushions of the couch right next to my chair, mm. and so if I turned around, I'd sometimes like f- like smack him with the chair. So I got in the habit of looking behind me every time I turn around, and I'm still habitually mm. stopping and going. How mm. will remember <laughs> yeah, you exactly? And like I got, it was so depressing. It was like it was the saddest <laughs> homeward bound type shit. I went home after I took them back uh, to the airport or whatever, and then uh, I go to sleep. I wake up, I go down to the office, I turn the corner, and like up on the top of the couch where he always lays, like, so there's two things. One, his body imprint still on the couch, <laughs> and two, his hair is all over the friggin' sound baffle that oh, I got there, and I was just like, ah, like, oh, my heart, my goddamn heart, Jeff! It's broken. Now I gotta not, I gotta, I have to fight the urge to like, immediately just get go an- buy get another, like, pet. another pet. I have yeah. Just I can't. Give it some time. Gotta give it some time. Give it some time. It'll come. Give it some time. We're, you know, we're traveling in the fall. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get a pet right now. If I'm mm-hmm. traveling twice in the fall, be once a good to Christmas TwitchCon. Be a good little if Christmas I get, thing, if I you do, know? If I do get one, like, excuse me, this year, it'll be the winter when I'm never outside anyway. Yeah, yeah. Lots of time to train. Lots of time to train and out, be yeah, around and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So until then, though, I've just got to fight the urge. I will remember you. That's right. Uh, other than that, I've been packing. And that's been my life. Oh, I played some TFT. How was that? So, uh, it's a hot mess. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I watched you play for a little bit. I still don't understand how the game works. Uh, Neither do I, but that's fine because it actually just doesn't really matter all that much. Okay. So, um, there's so much RNG in this game that even if you know what you're doing... Your best possible scenario is that you have memorized all the various ways in which RNG Jesus can fuck you in the ass, mm. and then you circumvent that to the best of your ability. So you got to try and meta the RN, the possible RNG. Yes, but also it still doesn't really matter all that much because okay. at the end of the day, there are certain there are certain power spikes that if somebody hits it, GG, you're in some you're in some doo doo butter, uh, and it's all RNG because the the champions that you roll in your select every time. Mm-hmm. Completely fucking random. Mm-hmm. Items that show up, completely random. And then my least favorite com- me- uh, mechanic in this game that I will never understand, and I, I think it's possibly one of the worst things I've ever seen in a competitive video game, is what I call the Hungry Hungry Hippos. You know that game? Yes. Growing up, yes. you smack it and they're going, okay, and everything's in the circle? Okay, right. So have you, what, did you watch long enough to see this This. I happen? did not. I did okay, not. Okay, so uh, at 
in the very beginning when you're picking your first <clears throat> champion, yeah. you're doing it technically. In the middle, so all of you are around in a circle, all of your like little characters, like your um, I can't remember what they're called now, but you uh, you know what I what Champions. I mean. You have like no, you have like, like your little chess pieces. Your little, you well no, you have like you as represented. The stuff that takes the guy who takes damage is your character. It's like a little you start with like a teardrop looking dude. Okay. Okay. And then, of course, you can pay to have other stuff you want. Oh, of you know, course. You know, of course. So, Did you pay? No. Not a fucking hell. No. No. <laughs> no. So, uh, so uh, you're, you wait for in the beginning, and then there are champions that show up in a circle that are like playing musical chairs. They're walking in a circle in the middle of this little area. Yeah. And you guys are all, all the players are, are in a circle around. Mm-hmm. Your spawn points of where you are in that circle is random. And then uh, it's a free-for-all. Uh, you go in and whatever you touch first, whatever champion you touch first, mm-hmm. that's your pick. That's what you're getting. Oh, and uh, and, and it's so random. depending on where the champions might stop in that circle, when you have the ability to leave and go get it, and then who gets to what first and everything, it's like a fuck. It's like musical goddamn chairs meets hungry, hungry hippos. Uh, and so that happens at like th- usually three times throughout a match, depending on how deep into the game you go. And the thing about that is that those champions, especially in the later phases of the game, can get, you know, they end up being higher level champions and they have items already attached to them. Mm. And some of those items can basically dummy you, change the fucking whole game, right? Yeah. And when, other than the first round, which everyone goes at the same time, whoever is, it goes in. Um, ascending order, basically. So when you when you do select in the next ones. So if you're in first place, so you took the <clears> least <throat> amount of damage in between those two rounds you for the next last? round, you're last. Oof. And so it's a catch up. So mechanic. you don't even you don't even really want to be in the lead at the beginning anyway. It, d- or? it depends. Yeah. Uh, like it, uh, honestly, again, there's so much RNG yeah. that like yeah, it's it, probably very similar to like Heroes of the Storm, where when you're ahead, they they want they don't want to snowball. They have comeback mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's like Mario Kart, you know, when, with RNG. It's, it's like, like Mario banding. Kart when you're driving Mario Kart and you you get you land on those little question marks and then you get the items. You never get the good <clears throat> items when you're in the front. You have to once you're in the back. That's when they start giving you the stars and the fucking yep. red shells and the fucking the uh, mushrooms, yep. and they they like get you back. That's what into they're trying it, right? to do, right? Uh. So when uh, so what you'll see sometimes is people will the will start trying to media a bit if they've already got a pretty strong team, and they'll notice like there's a really particularly powerful item. Um, they will they won't go to they'll they'll just start camping the champion to see if somebody's going to come for it because there's a timer mm. right in this round. And then right as somebody's going for it, last second, nab it. And then if the timer runs out, they play their cards right, the other person that was going for that that you just stole doesn't have a chance to actually make a choice of the remaining champions, so they get a random one instead. Oh, get So, fucked. like, you're trying to, like, so people are trying to fuck with people. that It's a really, truly fucking dumb mechanic. Um, Great. Sounds like, a, sounds like an awesome time. There's a lot of glitches still. It is beta. There's a lot of glitches still. Like, if you have a full a full board, like you when you watch me, you probably notice that there's only so many that you can buy at one time. Yep. Okay, so if you have a full board and then you get into one of those Hungry Hungry Hippo rounds, when you select one, mm-hmm. it doesn't, like, let's say, automatically sell the champion and then give you their item because you have a full board. Uh, it will just place that champion out on the board with you, even if you're not a high enough level to control that many champions at a time. Uh, For one round, then it will then, then it'll go back. Yeah, yeah it's weird, but it's fucky. It's really fucky. So, so stuff like that. Then there are people that have had the the on the bench. They've had the bench people fighting in fights for no reason. They've had <laughs> there are a lot of times champions will actually just stand still and not do anything. 
Uh, there's a couple fights where it was my champion, one remaining versus the other guy's one remaining, and they both stood there and held their dick until the end of the uh, of the round. And Great. Then, and I mean, then, it's good for the memes. And then both of us took damage because nobody won. So, like, right. Great. So, so it, it is a bit of a hot mess. There's a lot of RNG. The strategy is hard to come by because there's so much RNG. Your best guess is that you have to try and keep track of, of who's got what, who's building towards what, and try and counter it as best you can with the random shit that you're given. Yeah. And then the placement of where you put your guys on the board has some strategicness to it. Some, it's not that much. Yeah. The majority of the time, literally bundling your guys up and then just having them in certain rows is about all you need to do with very few exceptions. Like if you're worried about assassins getting to your back line or, um, or if you're trying to get one of your guys far enough back so that the fight progresses long enough for them to alt before they get killed. Um, like let's say Kale... Uh, Kale, you if you remember Kale's yep. alt in League, it yep. makes them invulnerable. Yeah, any one of your allies, and so if you have like a level one Kale because she's a late game champion, she's a legendary, uh, and she's not very strong, she still get blown up. You like stick her in the back to hope that she doesn't, or surround her with guys to hope that she doesn't get blown up, mm-hmm. so that she has the chance to get her alt off before she dies, stuff like that. But it's it's, it's, min, it's minimal, it's minimal. Um, so I had, I, I did, I did have like, I, you know, I have fun with it. If you don't take it too seriously, and you have like some fun, you do some meme builds. I've been memeing with Blitzcrank a lot. Uh, Blitzcrank's actually low key god in that game. Uh, I got him level three a couple times, and he will solo entire fucking teams like a, like an absolute legend. Because his ability, obviously, his his pull. Yeah. What it does is it pulls the furthest hero or champion away, which is often always their the carry. best. Yeah, their best right? guy. Right. It's and very rare. Them. Sometimes if they know you got blitz, they'll, they'll, they'll try swap. meta you. Yeah. They'll put like a Garen in the back or something. Yeah. Uh, but oftentimes they don't, and then blitz. And so if you and then if you put like a tier or something else, he can use his pull once every like fucking four seconds and so i had fights where blitz would like i gave him a bunch of uh of um uh of magic damage and then he just pull a carry hit him once dead and then three seconds later pull another carry hit him once dead and he just fucked people up sounds like a good time So like you can meme a bit you have a little fun with it uh but it's at the end of the day it is a fucking five alarm fire bro straight up uh i haven't played i haven't played um under lords yet the dota Mm mm-hmm the Dota one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched some of it. It is an infinitely more polished, infinitely more tactical. They actually tell you what all the the heroes do. They actually tell you what all the items do properly. There's no guesswork. There's no bullshit. There's way less RNG, and so you can actually counter people effectively. Well, that doesn't surprise me any. I mean, it's that doesn't surprise me. And any. they didn't put it in the client. Yeah, it's, it's standalone, its own thing. Yeah. which means it can go on mobile, which it already is. Whereas Riot, being full blown retargeted well they just want to get their the shit out. they just want to get their shit out right and now it can't go on mobile yeah. without them and having I to bet rebuild you, it i bet you their their in-game currency for buying shit is probably just a riot stuff right yeah it is yeah so they that's why they did it right they have oh, all yeah. the infrastructure they but just not slap a, it in but mo- mobile for auto chess that dude is, that is, oh that's the show like that honestly <laughs> that's like the new card game yes right that's what exactly. that is so i you know they're working on it's it it's a it's like a 3d card game but they were definitely on their back foot a bit on that one yeah yeah um, so there you go. So I played some TFT and that was, that was, a uh, it's, it is a meme. It is a meme for sure. Uh, game stuff, Jeff, there is game stuff to talk about this week. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about some game stuff. 
Uh, Epic Game Store back in the news again, baby. It's oh just boy. the news cycles just keep coming up. The hits oh just keep on coming. Here we go. Uh, so um, we've talked about th- these things in the past. I think we even talked specifically about Shenmue 3 in the past. Uh, but Shenmue was on Kickstarter, got funded. People were promised Steam keys. Uh, Epic swooped in. Uh, we want Shenmue 3 for this timed exclusive like they have with other games. Yep. Uh, and then it was no longer to be put on Steam. And then everyone that backed it decided that that was the reason they bought Shenmue 3. It wasn't uh, because they wanted to play the game. It was because they wanted to play the game and it was on Steam. And that was actually so imperative to their being that when it went to Epic Game Store for six months, and that was a problem. So um, anyway, Epic looks at this and sees people are like begging for refunds. And of course, you know, Shenmue's not giving refunds back. They're, they're already dumping money into the game development-wise. So Epic comes in and goes, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to field all of the refunds that you guys want. So that Shenmue's development money doesn't get touched. And then after that, what we're going to do is that in the future, we will do this for every single uh, game in which this happens, in which there's a crowdfunded game or otherwise, so that the game itself, development-wise, is not impacted. We will fund all the refunds out of pocket. And then furthermore, not for Shenmue 3 because it's too late now, but in the future, if it's a kickstarted game that was promised for Steam or anything else that we come in and do a timed exclusive buyout for... We will uh, also work with Steam and the other partners that was originally put out for so that the people who backed it who want those at least get those keys. Damn. Epic is dropping their dick all over the goddamn place. And people are still complaining about it. It's not good enough, Jeff. It's just not good enough. It's anti-consumer. It's monopolies. It's it's just... um, It's just not good enough. It's not good enough, Jeff. I don't, dude. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even have the energy. I'm not. No, this to is, rant this is, about that. No, that. I'm just. That's. I was expecting just, a rant. That's just dumb. We've already ranted yeah, yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. That's just, now we're just now that stupid. Shit, yeah. Now 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 we're just now we've stupid. gone. Now we're now we've gone past it. Now it's just no. Stop. Get some help. Yeah. Just you got to take a time out get, here. Get some help. You got to take a time. They're literally eating goddamn refunds because yeah. you salty fucks. Yeah. Are salty. It's not good. And they're eating it. And then they still gonna allow you in the future to get your Steam keys. So that's the thing. And that's pretty big to have that situation. Uh, that's for a couple reasons. One, it's obviously going to make the uh, um, make it even easier for these companies to want to go into these deals with Epic because oh, yeah. now they're not the scared fear, anymore. The fear of having to lose development money yeah. to that stuff is gone. Yeah. Great. I also think what a lot of it's gonna happen now too is is since Epic is basically, they found their niche market. They found they found a a thing where they're going after uh, games people love, uh, but they're not massively commercially like massive commercial successes. Yeah, where they're asking for funding. Yeah, and they're going and presenting uh, an opportunity to these developers to yes. save shit tons of money. Yes, and have a, a massive platform. Yes, to have their games on and. Before those developers, I would imagine, were going to Steam by default because yeah. they're the only ones. It's Steam, right? Somebody would be like, good old games, yeah, green like, man gaming. Yeah, yeah, no. No, hell no. And you know Steam ain't paying them fucking out the ass no. for any of their stuff. No. You know, Steam is basically the place they're like, you got to come to us, boys. They're like Walmart, right? Yeah. We'll take your shit at pennies on the dollar. And then we'll be the ones making more profit off your games than you. But 
you know, because we're the only ones. Uh, I love what Ry- or uh, what Epic is doing with that. Where they're, I think, what's going to happen in the future? Developers that are developing games, they're not even going to go to Steam and set all that up exclusively. They're going to start going to Epic. And they're just going to talk the deal out yes. before they even go. Until Steam starts to go, okay, now we need yes. to try and maybe... Give more incentive. Give more incentive to be yeah. here. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Of course, they're yeah. just They're, they're going to just say, fuck it. Like, And that's what everyone should hope for, yes. is that Steam does have to buckle and give a better cut to developers. That's what you have to hope for. Yep. Right? Yep. Now, again... Personally, for Epic Game Store, the fact that they don't have stuff like a shopping cart yet and shit—that's all that's terrible. Bad. That's bad. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it's dog shit. That's actually embarrassing. But you don't. But guys, I want to let you know. I need you to actually look into the definition of what a monopoly is. Realize that what Epic is doing is not monopolistic, nor is it going to lead to a monopoly. And if you think that, then uh, I'm sorry. Maybe you're pretty. Steam is basically the monopoly. <laughs> Steam was basically it was an unintentional monopoly. Yes, yes. They didn't they didn't forcefully go there. It just it sort just of so happened. happened to be it that just way. Nobody wanted to come up and challenge them. But so it they did just present with it. them with the opportunity to do something like a thirty percent cut yep. on everything because they knew that there was nobody challenging them. Yep. What incentive did they have yep. to take less money from people who want to be on the Steam platform? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they know that the Steam platform is the show. And so, what do you what do you do out of the goodness of their hearts? Yeah. No. Like, hey, we'll take we'll take. Fifteen percent less, so that you can have fifteen percent more. No, you didn't see that. Shit do you happen. know how much? Do you know how much money that would be? It's a lot of money. <laughs> In related news, Gabe Newell joked about Half Life Three again at uh, the oh. uh, Valve Index show. Oh, Gaby boy! It's easier to make jokes about it than it is to finish the game, Jeff. It's never happening. It's never happening. Just like Gabe is never going to weigh less than four hundred pounds. It's never happening. Half Life Three, never going to happen. It's like the George R.R. R. Martin. That's right. Finished Game of Thrones. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Heart attack will happen before that. There's a better chance that Game of Thrones finishes before Half-Life 3 comes out. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. What else do we got, Adam? Uh, in related news as well, Sony is apparently looking at what Microsoft's been doing, buying up all of these uh, these game companies to try and produce some exclusive content for the Xbox, and said, hey, that's not a half-bad idea. And so there are rumors are floating around that Sony is currently shopping around, doing a little window shopping. You know, they went out, got their nice shoes, their nice clothes on. They want to look nice for all the other shoppers at the store. They're going out. They're taking a little peek, seeing the window, and going, ah, oh, kind of look the look of that, maybe. They're looking around. And one of the things that they are uh, rumored to be looking at is Remedy, uh, who are the Max Payne guys, mm. and more specifically for uh, the follow-up segue news as well, Alan Wake. Mm. Alan Wake just defaulted their publishing rights back to Remedy just this week. So Remedy has Alan Wake back in their pocket, uh, which means if Sony uh, uh, swoops in on that, Alan Wake could become a PlayStation exclusive, uh, which would be perfectly fine by me, because as long as there's more Alan Wake being made, Cool. I enjoyed the fuck out of Alan Wake, bro. I've been that guy for years. You've been waiting for your next Alan Wake. Talking about Alan fucking Wake. That's right. That's right. You know, nobody talked about Alan Wake. Not really. You know? It it was one of those games that was good, but it wasn't, you know, it was in a genre that, you know, people don't often talk very much about unless you're a Resident Evil or something anyway, right? Mm. Uh, Did very well, but it wasn't like a game everyone was, you know, talking about forever. So 
Uh, but I think this is a good that's chance. Exciting. Yeah, that's I think this exciting. is a good chance. So we could be seeing Alan Wake. Alan Wake making a comeback on the PS5. That's right. It's alongside Blair Witch, which, by the way, looks, is that looks dope. That's what I'm waiting for. I I, I hope that it doesn't let us down because that looked good. Yeah, dude, that in 3D and VR would be fucking oh. fire. Yes, it sign would. me the fuck up. Yesterday. And speaking of VR, because I can just keep these fucking segues going, uh, NVIDIA released uh, their, officially, their uh, new graphics cards less than a year before they released the ones uh, that I currently own. Damn. Um, now, they didn't do the whole line. They did a, a chunk of the line. And they're called the, uh, they, they took a note out of, out of Nintendo's book, and they called this line Super. So it's the 2060, 2070, 2080 Super, uh, which has a small, and I stress small, performance boost over the previous generation, but a fairly hefty price cut on the previous uh, generation. That's good. Which they have no choice because AMD's Navi cards are less than a month away, and so they had to do something. Yeah. Here we are. So... When they get more price competitive, now it's going to make it's going to take a little bit of the sale, the wind out of the sails of, of the Navi buyers because now it will be like, you know, how much does the super perform against the five seventy or whatever? Well, I is think coming. if you bring it closer, uh, I still think people uh, are going to edge towards Nvidia just right? because the name, just it's a trusted thing. It's quite possible, and you know that might just be the catalyst there that that it's sways still, I still think it's a fair chunk I think I, I'm not 100% don't quote me on this but I still think it might be a $50 difference or something like that mm. I think what's really going to determine it is the benchmarks and yeah. we don't know for sure and we won't know until probably towards the end of the month but it will be something fun to watch because uh AMD in a weird way they don't have Nvidia against the ropes like they have Intel against the ropes but no. Intel is full guard against the ropes right now getting beat up well they're just gonna have to cut the prices i mean that's just that's what's gonna have to happen but they can't because they're 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 seen as a as you know the premium premium, brands they don't have a choice dude so they're gonna get dude they're gonna get fucking ass fucked they're gonna ride this baby out until they got their new shit coming maybe two years from now they better fucking pray that the amd (laughs) chips just are garbage like there's their default is fuck (sighs) people are having problems then they're just gonna go ha Told you so. You want to pay for quality? Come then, on over. Then that's their that's their that's fucking their, that's their hail mary. That's the fucking hail. <laughs> because if these cards or these chips come out and, and they they're fucking good? smash, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> they're in some doo doo buds. Yeah, they're in be, some doo doo butter. That's going to be real friggin' bad. Um, uh, but it's nice. It's nice to see the the big guys actually having to put in a little work. Yeah, dude. Uh, for the first time in a few years. Yeah, dude. It's nice. It's dope. I like it. Um, Bro, I'm about to build an AMD. Yeah, we're yeah we're getting up on that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna still advise you to wait a little bit to see the motherboards how they go. Yeah, how, and how then much long is that? I'll oh, give it a couple months. I mean, we got I got I got your stream looking right. a lot better. It's running fine now. All right, there's no hiccups anymore. All right, All right. I, we can wait it a little I, longer. I can wait. If it was still fucked, we'd get you going. All but right. we we fixed it up. All right, we can wait. It's looking good. It's looking good and sounding good. I want my dick to be fucking girthy. When we build this next one, I want it to be girthy. Oh, well, with the Canadian dollar, don't worry. <laughs> it's girthy by default. It's by default going to be girthy. It's girthy, but short. <laughs> it's a Coke can dick. <laughs> Coke can dick. <laughs> That's what it's like. Girthy and short. It's only five inches long, but my God. The girth. 
The girth is real. <laughs> it's like birthing a child on every stroke. <laughs> uh, Mike Morheim. Oh, boy. I bet you he's got a Coke can. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. That was literally the worst come joke on, ever. Uh, says, <laughs> says he wishes that he had, uh, that they had focused on Dota earlier. Oh, this was an article that was kind of discussing uh, why HOTS failed. And uh, they had got a chance to talk to Mike uh, about it and uh, a little bit and get Damn. a little, little now that he's not uh... now that he's not attached. You know, you can talk a little bit, right? Yeah. So uh, his reasoning was he he mentioned a couple things. So he said one was, you know, Dota when it was a, a mod for Warcraft, right? Yep. yep. Uh, was the community was running it so strong at the time? He said that internally they battled with the idea of interfering with. What they had going what on. What the community had going on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at the same time, they were also balls deep in pushing World of Warcraft. And uh, and so they decided to not divert resources to something that the community was already running really well. Yeah. Uh, and to let them continue to do their thing. Uh, and then unfortunately he said... That opened the door for Valve to come in and swoop up for for you know scoop up for Dota two, and then by the time that they had, you know, the realization to get in on the game, League and Dota were already so they had the market entrenched. The yeah, market they, was, that was there. Yeah, uh, that it was they were too late to the market, and then there was no. It was it was kind of dead out of the gate. Basically. Well, you know what? I I agree with that. Um, and obviously he knows it better than anybody in the fucking mm. goddamn world. Um, but. I also think uh, what contributed to the failure of HOTS was the fact that they tried not to be Dota and League of Legends. Yes, yeah. And it was not a competitive game. No. And it they it, it was it was so annoying that they made a MOBA and refused to call it a MOBA. Like they they went out of their way, bro. I remember I think, talking. I think that's because they they knew that MOBAs had already been like the market had been won, so it was almost like they were like, we need to create yeah, a new genre to under, hopefully. Compete. I understand that, but at the same time, you're Blizzard. Oh, it's and still stupid. And your name is big enough. Your you company can, you can brand is big enough that you can you can move in. Yeah. If you want to move in, this isn't Paladins. No, this is not Paladins. Yeah. You're Blizzard, and you're not even just shitty Blizzard now. You're Blizzard in damn near its prime. Yeah. You know, we're talking like good blizzard before at the time. At the time. Just before the fall. Just before the fall. But you're at your <laughs> you're almost at your peak successfulness. Like yeah. like you, everybody's on the high. Starcraft's yeah. huge. Wow is huge. You know, everything they touch is big. And if they just would have came out with their own shit, made it competitive. I I, I truly I believe this. I I, I always did. I believe the outcome would have been different. Yeah. I still uh, think they'd be here today. It was marketed very oddly and, like, and confusingly. I, I remember when I was in Las Vegas with them for Heroes of the Storm. Right. And I had private conversations with some of the community member, uh, team members there. Yeah. And I asked them uh, about HOTS because I was there for HOTS even though I was a StarCraft guy. It was just a reason for me to be out there because I was playing League of Legends at the time. Yeah. And I got through there through a Team 2G Connect. And... um. So it was a HOTS event that was going on in Vegas. And I remember talking to them at, at, at the Twitch party. And, or not Twitch party, the Blizzard after party, which is very similar to a Twitch party. Cause, mm. um, 
And I told them, I said, you know, I really enjoy playing the game, but it's just too damn casual. Um, it doesn't, it feels like a MOBA, but it's, it doesn't feel like a MOBA. Like it's not, it just doesn't have, I don't, I can't feel like a God. And you know, that's, that's one of the things I think also Blizzard was trying to get rid of is the toxicity Mm -hmm. of people trying to be, you know, oh, I'm, I'm the fucking carry. I'm the best. You know, they wanted to make it more team based. And the reality of it is, is you're coming, you're coming from a community or you're coming into a genre that is ultra competitive ultra toxic ultra like god mode hero status everybody thinks they're better than everybody else you can't just flick the switch and have them think uh, uh, differently while playing the game their tendencies are gonna come over and i asked them about the whole brawlers because they call it a brawler uh a brawler game or whatever they yeah yeah. and they he said literally blizzard told them and every Every time that they mentioned the game, they were not allowed to use the word MOBA, like ever. Like you basically, I wouldn't say you get in trouble, but they were they were like they didn't even want it spoken. They everything was like uh, the brawler, the I don't forget what they call it, like a team brawler, whatever the fuck they call it. Yeah, they like were like that, yeah. shoving that down people's throats, and they were trying too hard to to try and be a MOBA, but they, they didn't want to commit to it. And it really, ever since day one, uh, there was that stink in the air. Yeah, and there was there was a big enough pocket that it had some success because there were a lot of people that were tired of the t- the, the toxicity, tired of the same old same. There was a more casual friendly. You could kind of pick it up and go to some degree. Uh, so it worked, but it didn't have the legs because then once other free big free to play games came out, they started losing. They started losing their. They're diehard core. Now they want to go and play Battle Royales, PUBG, fucking Fortnite, whatever. They're just late. They're just late. That's what it was. And uh, it sucks because I loved HOTS. I played a lot of HOTS. And it really is my favorite MOBA um, as uh, for, for the different maps. And they had so much right. But I just wish it was competitive. I still would pick League if I had to grind. A motherfucking MOBA, as sad as it is, I'd have to pick League because of the competitive juices. Like just that, yes. just to get it going. Well, that's that's with with games like that, you know, there are always gonna be a group of people that just wanna play them and have fun and whatever. But for a lot of people when they hop into a game like that, they might start in that group and then the majority of them get to a point yep. where that honeymoon phase of just playing it for fun is over. And then it's now I wanna see if I can actually improve. Yep. And get better. Yeah. And so the competitive nature starts to kick in a little bit. It's not like they're all hyper competitive, but they no. want to start climbing the ladder a little bit. Yeah. And what that does is it changes the mentality of of the game. And when they doubled down on this whole concept of the team lives and dies together, yeah. It it immediately made it so that no individual player could shine. Yeah. So you never really felt like like you were doing anything special. You could do something spectacular in the game, and it could amount to absolutely nothing. Dick all. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, and and if you couldn't corral, it became even more so than league because in league you could still carry. Yep. But you, you in lower leagues you had to corral your team. It was like you were playing Doctor Phil. Yep. You're doing psych- great, guys. Sports psychologist. Don't worry about it. Everyone, you're, you're just keeping oh, everyone together. Well played, dude. You know, tell Pingin where to go, doing everything. Good job. This good job. You're like, you're like spending half your time yeah. fucking like, t- you're you know, a psychiatrist. Messaging them, like being a psychiatrist. Yeah. And so you had to do that in HOTS eventually as well, but you didn't have the ability to really carry anymore. Yeah. 
And so when you, it just the frustrations for people trying to be competitive in that game just kept mounting more and more and more. Yep. Takes the fun out of it more, and it gives them even less reason to stick around. So that when games did come out that you know people could feel competitive in again, yep. they often either went back to league or back to Dota or or just stopped playing Hots altogether. Maybe they hopped on the the PUBG train at the time, uh, you know stuff like that. It's it was unfortunate. Uh, it was definitely too late. And marketed poorly. Well, so what like do you two, think right now? Things. Michael Mor- much, No, honestly. no, no, no. I mean, Mike- <laughs> Michael Morheim. All right. Yes. If you're Michael Morheim right yes. now. Yes. Big Mike. Right? You've got a, you're, you're sitting in your fucking mansion somewhere, mm. right? You're sitting on your billions. Probably playing Brood War. All right. Probably playing Brood War. Are you fucking salty right now? Or are you saying, you know what? I'm fucking happy. I'm content. That's it. I'm, I'm out. I'm. I've done it. That's it. Like, wait, like, what, what, what do you? I mean, I'd love to be able to fuck, and I'd love to be able to pick his his, his brain because you know what? How do you feel? Like, because Blizzard right now is in such mm. a rough state, not only publicly, but yeah. just also their games in general. Like, shit is not. They're they've got some nice things. Like, they're they're doing some things well still. You know, we've got the new Warcraft coming out. People were excited for WoW Classic. Has got a lot of hype right now. Which I think will die. Whoop to do, Basil. Pretty fucking quick. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, if you're Michael Morheim right now, are you in your big mansion playing Brood War while crying? Or are you playing Brood War with a fucking Cuban cigar and a, you know, 100 old bottle of wine and saying, I'm living my best life? Probably both. Mm. So. This is how I, I, all I can say, I couldn't guess how the fuck Mike I know, Morheim I'm just, is. I'm just, but I'll, I'll say how I would conversation. feel. Conversation. Okay, so how I would feel. If I'm Mike Morheim, and I'm one of the two founding fathers of Blizzard, and, um, and I put all that time and all that energy into building that brand, and into creating all of these games that are now in the pantheon of mm. greatest video games ever made. Yep. Uh, and spent a long time getting Blizzard to the point where it was considered a top three company in the gaming sphere of all time for quality of games. Mm-hmm. Where it it became it became its own standard that it was it will be released when it's ready, and you didn't care because when it did come out, you knew it was fucking. It was going to be was ready, <laughs> fucking good. Yeah, okay, worth the wait. So they went through all of that, <clears throat> and uh, and then. So obviously Mike made a ton of money. Yeah. And he's he definitely made even more money when Activision and Blizzard merged. So I think he I think he's happy with all the all of the all of what he personally did. Um but when he leaves and then he sees and he even would have seen this before he left, but when he sees all the work that he and and the people that he worked with for 20 plus years uh to get to this point get dismantled in the span of mm. less than five years mm. uh, and and being turned into this machine, uh, machine to yeah. crank out machine. You Activision know, machine, mediocre bro. bullshit. Yeah. That's, that's got to at least be disappointing and possibly frustrating to watch somebody else dismantle all of your work, even though you've already walked away from it 
it's still going to to yeah. be painful to see somebody shit all over your uh, your work like that, right? Yeah. So I suspect that might be how he feels. Mm. Uh, I'm sure he's pleased with how he personally did. Oh fuck, he didn't do anything wrong, yeah, like, and he uh, got out at the right time. He, got out the he right did time. all the right things. Uh, what about this? Another hypothetical, just because. Mm. Do people get fucking amped as shit? And would you get amped as a motherfucker? Mr. Morheim himself goes, we started up a new company. We're yes. developing our new game. Mm-hmm. We've got some of the old ones that I've, the guys that we've worked with, guys and gals that we worked with. Remember a lot of those people that just got fired? They're hired. Uh, we are we are creating. He pulls, a Hideo, he, he pulls a Hideo Kojima. Yes. Do you get excited about that? Of course. Yeah. I think everyone does. Yeah. Will it happen? No. No. He's done. He's retired. Yeah. Um, what I could see him doing, perhaps, is um, funding one, is or being part of like a, like being a consultant. Yeah. For you know, some of the of the old Blizzard team has formed their own little indie devs, and maybe he does some consulting here and there. But he, I don't think Mike is pulling he's, a Hideo yeah, Kojima. I think he's, I think I think he's, he's out. done. He's done. I think he's out. Damn. Um, but I would obviously I would be excited. Yeah. I think everyone would be excited to see that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. what what does Mike do next? But at the same time, if I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think that what Mike necessarily would have in his back pocket would be something that the market wants right now. Yeah, that's true. Mike Mike is is old guard. Yeah, he was this hard the hardcore Starcraft guy, and I not that he isn't. I'm not saying that he isn't capable of producing something the market would want. But would he, would what he would want to do? Mm be something the market would want. And I think that would be, other than the fact that he's probably just tired of working, that would probably be a deterrent for him mm-hmm. as far as getting back into it. Yeah. Would be, you know, do I have it left in the tank? Sure. He's not that old. You know, do I want to get in and get my hands dirty again? But what I want to do is not necessarily what yeah. the market wants right yeah. now. Could it be and successful, so it's right? probably not worth yeah. going in and doing unless it was just a passion project that he didn't care about the money. Yeah. Um, but I think oh, absolutely, people would be fucking jazzed, bro. People would be super fucking hyped about that <laughs> fucking shit. dope. But yeah, I don't see it happening. I don't either. see. I don't see it happening. That no. is what it is. It is what it is. Um. Yeah. Oh, we also talked about just to wrap this up. I mean, one of the quotes that was in there, and one that he's used in the past as well, is the whole uh, idea that perfection, or or the word perfect, is the enemy of great. Or perfection is the enemy of greatness, mm. um, which was like something that he, you know, was insinuating that Blizzard struggled with a lot, where it was the concept of it'll be out when it's ready, <clears throat> but if you're aiming for perfect, it's never going to get released. Mm. Sometimes you just have to live with great, right? But he said there's so much competition in the market that it was always a challenge to find out where the line was for where to stop striving for perfection and launch yeah. versus continuing on to be competitive with the rest of the market. Uh, and it's true. I mean, that's applicable anywhere. Like any anything that you do in life, yeah. there is a line, like in business, it's the 80% rule, right? Yeah. Like you get you get to the 80% mark and then the amount of work to get the last 20% yeah. is as much work as the first 80. Yeah, and it's not really worth the time. And it's often not often worth not. the time. It can be. There's always but, fringe cases, yeah. but often it's yeah. not worth it. You get that 80 and then you, you launch and you move on to you the, go, next, yeah, yeah. the next thing, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, he talked. He talked about that, and that I, I can imagine that would have been a struggle, and especially in today's video game market where oh, stuff and, is so much more competitive. Well, and everybody's so hyper 
over-critical uh, on exactly, just about yeah. every fucking thing you do, right? I couldn't imagine being a, a game developer. No. Uh, and especially one with such a reputation. And you got to crank out that quality every single time. That's a challenge. Uh, yeah. That's a big challenge, for sure. Um, yeah. So there you go. Cool. Uh, on the polar opposite end of the scale, in terms of uh, quality, where they definitely don't shoot for perfection, and hell, they don't even really shoot for greatness, Mike Bilby, EA's Executive Vice President of Strategic Growth, a title that is longer than it probably should be, after 25 years of working at the, at the company, still struggles with the idea that the, uh, that the external view of EA is that they're all the bad guys. There was an entire article around this, surrounding uh, uh, this, and there, and you know, as a strategic guy, you know what he's going to try and do to, or what he's trying to do to, you know, change perceptions. And and by that, I don't even mean he that, that he's not even acknowledging it so much as he's just saying what they're doing in the hopes that people will change their perceptions uh, of EA. Uh, but I had a giggle because if you are struggling as somebody who's worked for EA for twenty five years, if you can't see why. Almost everyone hates your company. You're in the wrong business. I mean, you're in the right business because you've somehow well, you're acquired the you're the, the, an executive position. Well, you're in the wrong position. Yeah. In your business. That's bad. I mean, he is the uh, president of strategic growth. And I mean, wow. If anybody should know what the fuck's going on, it's probably that guy. Uh, dude. I know. <laughs> Listen, EA EA has done some some great things over the years, but man, it's minimal. But man, the f- the absolute the number of of developers that they have pocketed and then Bruh. crushed and closed the doors on Bruh. just I mean, the keeps list, growing. The list is so and long, growing, yeah, and growing, yeah. and the the games that they have shattered with their shit fucking policy of online everything and loot box everything and microtransaction everything and fucking just surprise me sorry not not loot boxes but surprise mechanics oh it's bad bro it's bad it's just denial bro they're they're pulling a fucking straight up god forsaken uh bethesda right now they they are they're in so over their head with the negative press and the perception of the company, and they are trying desperately. Please don't hate us. They, that's all, that's literally where we're at now. Please it's, don't it's, hate it's us. It's like they've given up on on making quality games. Like they've yeah, just yeah. given up, and now they're begging. They're basically trying to brainwash you into thinking they're not as bad as they are. Just shut up and make good games. Stop fucking around. Just shut up and make good games. That's all. That, that's like a, that, a great example was. Um, uh, uh oh what was it what was what was it you you played the the games the um uh horror game in space dead dead space, space. i got there with i said the word space uh dead space so dead space was gonna get like I'm not gonna lie or whatever I'm not gonna lie i loved the basically the first i think the first two dead space yeah dead space is good yeah, yeah i liked it i liked it a lot and then ea got their hands on it and then they actually said what we need is we need online shit and we need microtransactions, loot box type shit, everything else. And then they said, you know what? We're just going to cancel this game now. Like, the, like 
the 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 innumerable ways in which EA is so desperate to cram shit monetization into all of your games and to sit back and think this is fine why does everyone hate us you know people don't have to spend the money on this shit you're insane you're actually you're act- I, I refuse to believe that that's stupid they know exactly what they're doing it was like it was like there's a um the, there's a developer for i can't remember what company it was off the top of my head now um but uh it was at one of the developer conferences and he was talking about microtransactions and literally the science behind how they're manipulating fundamentally um, emotion and oh. uh, and uh, and habit yeah. in people yeah. to create whales and to generate the money off of them, whether they have it or not. Literally, and, and shamelessly, no, no pulling punches, no trying to be like coy about it because he knew he was being recorded, just outright... Yes. We are using psychology. Yes. To create gambling addicts. Yes. And and create addiction. Yes. In people. Yes. To further ourselves financially. A hundred percent, bro. Not make a good game, but do all this shit instead to increase the margin. Yes. It's it's actually so it's actually so bad that the games I'm I'm I don't even know if they're this genius, but I'm just gonna say it. The games are so bad that the only time you actually feel good and it's exciting is when you're opening up boxes. That's that that's when your endorphins go up because the game's garbage. Yeah. You need to buy this bullshit to make the game playable or feel like you're part of the actual action or you have some sort of customization. And then you have the endorphins fire off when you're spending 4.99 to open up packed cards or open up a fucking box or get a new skin or get some uh, whatever. And that's just the way it is. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. You know how I see this? I see this kind of like in marketing when the for a period of time subliminal messages were fairball. Where you could literally like insert a random single frame of like a picture of a product or something or an idea to plant it in someone's head and that was fine. Yeah. And then eventually somebody went, "You know what? That's actually not okay. That should be illegal." Don't do that. That's manipulating people. Yep. This is pretty much that. Is that they're outright and they're not even hiding it. They're outright saying we are literally using psychology <laughs> to create addictions in people mm-hmm. where there wasn't one before to normalize the spending of money in these games as a ho- you get the hook and then you and then you you put an offer that is uh, that is looks like it's timed and they can't get away from, and then there's a hook to uh, to that. Mm. And then once they've spent the first dollar, yep. now it's a normalized thing that they've spent money, and now they're more likely to spend money and keep spending money. Of course. And then you just put all you have to do is put it in front of them, being trained. And he even said he even says in this fucking thing, uh, in in his little speech, he said the incentives don't even have to be good anymore. Once you get to that point, they just have to be there. You don't have to put effort in. They don't have to be enticing. Yeah. You put almost anything there. Yeah. They're gonna buy it. It's crazy. That that video, and I know somebody mentioned Jim Sterling. Uh, uh, he did a uh, thing um, on um, loot boxes and micro, you know, this microtransaction kind of deal uh, here in the last few days. And if you oh, want to really? watch it, watch it. I yeah. didn't see it. Uh, I'd already seen this video that he used as like the crux of the of this conversation. I'd already seen it when it originally happened um, a while back. Uh, I think the guy was like some Swedish dude. I can't, I wish I remember the company he worked for. 
but it was shocking when I first saw it. I, I was watching it going, uh, like, it was the type of thing that you'd think that this would be in a boardroom meeting where nobody else but the board is seeing the shit. It is not, he, he was talking about this stuff so loosely in public that I thought this is almost like hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Like, this is so crazy. This dude's going to be assassinated here pretty soon. Yeah, like, this is Somebody's so, taking him out. This is so crazy that yeah. I can't believe that he is openly letting people record him do this because it's going to be used as a case yes. to legally I have to stop watch this. Yeah, I have to watch this. all of this shit. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch this shit. And I, don't, and I don't think we're that far away from it happening. I think, I think we're probably within 10 years of this kind of predatory practice being illegal. Yeah. Um, and it will be more than just the game industry that gets affected by it. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to be crazy to see because it's, it's quite literally creating addictions where there are none and crippling people financially and mentally and they sleep at night. Like they just don't give a fuck. Well, they don't like it's, it's one thing, it's one thing to go out there and, 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 you know, try and just in a sane way, make as much money as a company as possible. But the moment that you start psychologically manipulating you're people, hiring people to figure out how to psychologically like th- this isn't this isn't spending money on marketing at the grocery store to spend in a couple extra dollars to get your product up at the ideal average person's height level no. for their eyes yeah, no. so that their eyes fall on your product first like that we're not talking about this level no. of fucking no, no. We're, we're talking about literally fucking with your brain on levels that literally creates addiction like you're on for drugs life. yes for life yes yes this isn't, oh, the Pringles is in the crackers section. Yes, dude, I can guarantee it. I mean, I can guarantee, uh, especially how big the gaming market is now uh, and how kids are literally being raised in this. Like, this is, a, this, is for the, this is for the new generation. I mean, we've gotten at the tail end uh, of our adulthood here uh, playing, playing video games. So yeah. this wasn't... This wasn't a thing for us when we were teenagers. Like no. we used to just go and buy a game. You just buy a game, and it was either it was good or it wasn't. I mean, there was no none of this fucking no. shit. There were no p- hot patches. There was no fucking uh, d- downloadable content or none of that shit. No. Nowadays, this is it, and I can guarantee that if they did the studies for the next ten years, twenty years, the kids that play the video games this generation, they are far more likely. To be addicts in other parts yeah. of their life. Yeah. Period. If you if you went to a kid gambling, that, alcohol, yeah, all anything, of it, anything, all of it, anything, all of it. Yeah, yeah. You went to a you went to a kid that sat there and had his brain manipulated on feeling like he needed this for whatever reason, and he's used to just spinning uh, a wheel or spinning uh, or opening a crate or whatever. Getting skins, getting weapons on CSGO, whatever the case may be, those guys are going to be far more likely, not saying that they are going to, but they are going to be far more likely to play the lottery, to grab a scratch ticket, to go to the casino, to 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 do things that, that are risky, that are um, attractively risky, mm-hmm. that there's, you know, it's... Because it's something that clicks, and I can guarantee it. Uh, and I'm not saying that oh, you know, just because uh, there there are these things that it's gonna it, that this is the 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 problem be all, and and that's the reason why the fucking kids are being brainwashed. It's adding to the problem. It's adding to the problem. The video game industry isn't the only ones that are doing this by any means, but we're also. T- I mean, you even see things like as little as going to McDonald's. 
and peeling off uh, things on French fries or or cups, yeah. and you're trying to you know get something for free, yeah, or you know you see this everywhere. But the kids that are playing this stuff, man, it's getting ba- it's getting bad. It's getting real bad. I remember there. I remember like years ago seeing cases of kids jacking up their parents' credit cards for thousands of dollars. That's now, still happening. Now it's like a weekly thing. Now you just see shit. Now you see parents like, what the fuck? Like my kid is straight up addicted to this fucking shit. Like they're, I've, I, it's, it's, oh, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's crazy. And I, uh, so the thing, the arguments and stuff that the game companies tend to have as of late is, you know, games are getting expensive. We need to fund our games somehow. We're, we're, these games are getting, you know, we're, we're providing longer and longer term support for these games. So we need to be able to create the money to be able to keep making this shit happen, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Well, here's the thing. Uh, The game industry did perfectly fine before all this shit. Yep. Uh, There were still massive companies. The difference was they just weren't... (laughs) Shit games. They just weren't... Well, they just weren't... They just weren't having CEOs make, you know, $500 million a year. Yeah. Um, it's It's not that they can't operate that way. It's just that you want to make more money in every conceivable way that you can get your hands on. Like, it's not that games can't exist without all these things. Yeah. You know, they, they did for decades. It's their shareholders no are so used to those juicy fucking yeah, you know, profits. EA, you know what EA said? You know what EA saying? Oh, we just can't get, uh, you know, the, what do you, what, how else do you think we're going to pay for these uh, licenses for these sports games? Like, I don't know. Uh, how did you do it for, you know, 20 years before that? How did you how did you afford the FIFA license before yeah. all the uh, before FIFA Ultimate Team? Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's either that or they're so in over their heads where they started just paying up the fucking ass because they've been making so much goddamn money. And if they revert back to the old fucking style, or they don't, or if they change in some sort of way, that they're actually going to go under because they've they, because now you've got everybody and their dog used to making this much money, and once you turn back. There ain't go. There ain't no going back. That's the only thing I can. That's the only thing I can see is they're paying FIFA an exuberant amount of money because they're making so much money that if they cut off any of the things, they aren't going to be able to. They're they're going to be going to FIFA and saying, "Hey, you know, we can't afford to give you this much anymore for this kind of contract. This is what we're doing," and they got to lose licensing deal. Or I I have I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make more money. It's what you do to make more money. That's a problem. Yeah. If I really wanted to make a bunch of money right now, I'd just go sell some drugs. Get involved in the drug market. <laughs> Start selling fucking opioids to spry fielders. There you go. And then when the methadone clinic rolls around, I go 100 feet to the left and I wait and they get out of the meth cl- methadone <laughs> clinic, come over and give them some more. Walter whiten it out. You know I mean? Free you, money. You, know, you, you, you make a, a valid Free point. fucking money. It's a shitty way to make some free money. It's a shit fucking way to make money. <laughs> you're fucking up. A, you're fucking up people. You're fucking up people. Something fierce. Yeah. Okay? If you're in a game company and you're going, we need to make more money, and your two choices are make your game-making process more efficient and make better goddamn video games to sell more of them or fuck all that shit and create addiction in an entire generation of children... What are your... Going with addiction. Yeah. 
And that's my point. Yeah. There is no excuse for it. It's not a money thing. It's not anything. It, it, it's, 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 yeah. fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them. I want their kids to get addicted to the shit. Mm. So they can deal with it mm. on their end. Mm. That's what you have to hope for. Mm. It's like, it, it, it's, it's, like it's it's like somebody who's never experienced it before gets to dismiss it. So until it's happened to them, mm. they just don't care. It's like politicians that send everyone else's children to war, yeah, but don't actually send their own. Yeah, yeah. they have they're they're so separated from the problem they don't they don't they don't have any gravity. They, there's no yeah. gravity to it. There's no there's no empathy. They can't understand. Yeah, school gets shot up. Not my kids. Not my kids. It's not guns problems. Doesn't matter until one of their kids is in the classroom. And then all of a sudden and now, now it's, it's like yeah now my it's, point fucking yeah exactly yeah that's it. That's be a fucking problem then, I tell you that. Now it's a problem. But yeah. until then, sleep at night, somebody else's problem. Yeah. And that's what's fucked up. The video game industry is already bloated as it is. We're still experiencing that problem as we see it right now. In my opinion, publishers uh, publishers should stick to being publishers. Developers should get smaller, more efficient, and reduce the scope of these goddamn video games. People were saying stuff like, well, every, uh, somebody in chat, sa- uh, chat said, I can't remember who it was, you know, gamers want everything, they want the best games ever they want for free. That's bullshit. If that was the case, nobody's out buying God of War, nobody's buying Red Dead Redemption 2, nobody's fucking shoveling uh, money into these <coughs> AAA, well-established properties, because they aren't free, and they don't have loot box mechanics coming out the fucking wazoo and all this other traditional shit and they're still selling ass loads Mm -hmm. of copies Mm -hmm. and making hundreds of millions of dollars Mm -hmm. but adam they can't crank those those quality games out every fucking second quarter exactly that's what it is because the scope of them are fucking enormous yes back that shit up yeah we don't always need 70 fucking hours of whatever we don't need this uh, constant, insane production value for what? The games are still going to be garbage half the time. <laughs> like, just <laughs> scope them down so that, that you can get quality. Give me a quality 15 to 20 hours of my Hell life. Hell yeah. Give me that give me all that. day, baby. If you're worried about getting them up faster, give me that. Yes. Otherwise, give me a five-year development cycle. And a 60 or 70 hour game and walk the fuck away. Yep. Yep. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. And at that point, then it's just... But since everyone's the fucking goddamn rat, you know, rat race... Yep. Chasing it. And the... the and the market's feeding the fucking money to uh, it anyway, right? Exactly. So they're all just trying to get it while it's good. Uh, they're just... People are shoveling money <laughs> into the fucking burner. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, you. I even saw it there with fucking. Anyway, I don't want to get into it because I, we'll, we'll rant about it for too long. It's, it's fucked up. It's, it's fucked. It's, it's fucked, fucked up. It's fucked up. What's next? It's fucked up. Uh, I bounced around, so I have to see where I am in my list now. Jeez, we might actually have gone through. Oh, we're at Nintendo. Yeah, we're at. I think we're at Nintendo now. Yes. Uh, Nintendo is apparently thinking about expanding their Switch online library to include more than just the NES. So they might, you know, slap on some Super Nintendo, maybe some N64. You never know. N64 be fired. I don't know if the console is powerful enough to emulate it. 
It's got to be powerful enough. <laughs> it's got to be powerful enough, bruh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. The N64's frame rate's probably not all that high anyway. It's 1520. So they've got they've got that down. They've got some to work with. I mean, and you never know the new the new systems that do come out. They might be uh, they might be uh, better, a little bit more horsepower, a little bit better. You know. Yeah, that'd be, dude. I'm I'm such an N64 fanboy. Yeah, I just am. Yeah, I, just, I just am. Super Nintendo and N64, bro, and PS1. Those, think, those are that's the shit for me. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. my childhood, bro. Unfortunately, I think you're going to be seeing Super Nintendo, and then it's probably going to stop there. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're going to see much for N64 Rip. right away. Rip. Uh, you might see ports of other N64 games that they've already remastered for the 3DS, Yeah. but not actually just start emulating N64 games. Um, yeah, and that's th- this was all in a in a in a like a shareholder meeting, and they also talked about in the same meeting. Uh, they talked about censorship in games, which seems to be uh, a, an increasing thing. Um, not just for like games in China, but there's a lot of games coming to North America or going to other places in the world where they're just they're censoring uh, for various reasons. So a lot of Japanese games that get censored on the way to North America because North Americans um, can slaughter uh, children wholesale, uh, but we can't see a pair of tits, even if they're in a bikini. It's unacceptable, uh, but if you were to cut the head off of the woman in the bikini, now we're talking. Now it's okay. I shouldn't even be laughing. That's true. That is so fucking goddamn <laughs> true, bro. It's so sad. It's so sad, bro. You cut off both of those tits and just exposed bloody, uh, bleeding, open wounds. That's uh, fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if they're still intact, uh, 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 think of the children, Jeff. Think of the children. We need to keep them <laughs> as pristine for those loot boxes <laughs> as we possibly can. We can't have them. Their minds will be tainted for life. Oh my! The fucking the dream. That's it for games, Jeff. That's all I've got for this week. wasn't wasn't yeah, a super a, busy week. It's a slow week, bro. It's a bit of a slow week. It's okay. There's no big deal. I'm half it. dead today, so you want to remind the folks at home what they you should know be doing what? right now. You guys right now should be hitting that like button first and foremost. Uh, we've been slacking on the likes, so I want to get to 500 likes. We'll work our way back up. Um, yeah, 500 likes would be great. What else was there? Oh, Patreon.com. Slash lag TV. Y'all like StarCraft casts? Go support it. Y'all like this podcast? Go support it. Uh, we don't have any sponsors. It is quite literally on the backs of you. You are the sponsors. You are the sponsors. I am reaching out to sponsors for my personal self. Mm. And uh, I will be pitching the Always. podcast it's within fire. that. because it's fire podcast. It's fire. Because I want to get paid. It's true. I want to get paid. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to veil it. Got to get paid, bro. Yeah. We want to get out of my house here in like three years. Preferably not my parents. Yeah. Like three three years. I think we can, I think we can know, make that happen. We can make it happen. If I'm alive in three years. Yeah. I mean, we make it happen. Make right? it that Let's far. get the down payment going. Let's, let's go. We'll get there. Make it Just happen. get a few more sponsors. That's right. Several hundred more likes. Yeah. We and can make it happen. Four or five hundred more Patreons. For three straight years. And we're there. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, and easy. And easy. We're, and we're there. Easy. So, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash like TV. Uh, iTunes, go leave a review. Yeah, do that. We haven't plugged that in a while. Go leave a review. Hit us up on that review, the review uh, page. Tell a friend. That's right. Uh, tell two. Tell two. Can't watch the podcast? Go check out the secondary channel. Link is in the description. 
It's just simple as Life's a Glitch TV 2. YouTube.com slash Life's a Glitch TV 2. It's called the Tech uh, Technical Alpha Patch Notes. Mm. Where every day, just mm. about, mm. at 10 a.m. Eastern, mm. you get a clip from the podcast. You're damn right. And uh, it's much more uh, easier to share. Yep. Hit that like button. Yeah. If there's a segment, you're like, oh, man, these guys ranted pretty heavily on something. I want to show my buddies. I want to do it. share it on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Do it. That's a great way to do it. That way you don't have to share a three-hour podcast and then complain that there is no... Uh, I dare you. Um, uh, Timestamps. People still do that. I know. <laughs> it usually takes about 45 minutes to an hour before somebody posts it in the, in the description. But Hey. Hey. We got we got the we got the patch notes. Sometimes you just gotta go first world problems, Jeff. Also hit that uh, hit that like button. I don't know if I said that yet. Hit that like button. Hit it again. Hit one more. Hit it. Well, don't hit it twice because if you do that, the like will go away. Three times though. Hit it three times. There you go. Now that it's coming way, back. Yeah, that way it's coming back. Now it's coming back. There's my sellout. <sighs> Movies and TV. You got it, bro. I'm still on a little bit. You got it. I'm still on a little bit. You got it. Avengers didn't catch Avatar, Jeff. It didn't. Actually, it didn't do well that well at all. They tried. Uh, and a lot of people, were, and what they did, which was stupid as fuck, is I I want to say, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's like a digital release of the movie coming out like very soon. Like we're talking in like a week or something. I'm not really, I, I don't really remember for sure, but okay, I'm pretty sure that there's like a digital release uh, and... All of the bonus stuff that they had is going to be on that. Going to be right on that. Oh. So people were just like, "I'll just wait for the Blu-ray." Like, why would I go to the theater and spend fifteen, twenty dollars on a ticket? Yeah, to watch a three-plus-hour movie that I've probably already seen twice anyway. Yeah, because most die-hard Marvel fans are going to go see it multiple times. Um, yeah, and let's not forget, even if they did catch it, that does not inc- that is not inflation. They. We're just talking straight up dollar amounts. This does not count mm. for inflation. Mm. And uh, yeah, so it didn't happen. Mm. Um, I saw Spider-Man last night. How was that? It was good. good. I fell asleep. So I was, it was really good. I, it was only about a five minute doze. Oh, okay. Because right? I, I was like, oh man, I'm going, right? And, I, and then I'd like sit up and move around <laughs> a little bit, take a sip of pop. Try to keep yourself going. and. Oh, man. And then eventually <laughs> I submitted to it and went out for about five. And then I woke up after there was a big explosion. I was like, all right. And now I was awake. Um, it, obviously, absolutely no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, it was better than Homecoming. So okay. the last the last uh, standalone Spider-Man film. Um, you know that question that we asked about the kids? Did, was it answered in this film? At the very beginning. Really? And they did it in a way that I was like, hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Because I I was like, what the actual fuck? And they play on that a little bit throughout the movie. Um, There's an amazing mid credit scene, which I won't say. Okay. Um, And the movie overall, out of 10 for a Spider Man movie, I would give it like an 8.5, only because the first half of the movie is really a, a high school drama. It is literally watching a high school drama and Spider-Man being that drama. It wasn't until the second half. And I still enjoyed the first half. Yeah, yeah. There were still moments. I found some of the the humor fell flat. There was a couple of like uh, supporting characters um, within the high school and stuff. And some of the teachers, their jokes just didn't land. 
But Jake Gyllenhaal was amazing as Mysterio. Um, you know, uh, Spider Man, um, uh, uh, Holland. Uh, he's 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 Spider Man. I mean, he's just fucking Spider Man. Uh, that was all good. You know, all of the other people that were in there. I won't mention their names, but there was other people in there. They all did very well. It's a good Marvel movie, um, and I enjoyed it more than the first one. One, did you see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? No, I haven't. That was incredible. Um, I still enjoyed that one more than this. That's what I've been seeing, yeah, but apparently but, that's going to be hard to top. Oh, dude, that movie is amazing. Yeah. Bro, I saw that in IMAX 3D. It was literally life-changing. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But they took a note from that movie, and this there was parts of this movie, and I'm, once again, no spoilers, where it felt like I was watching a comic book right on the screen and it was beautifully done. I mean, it was like, "Oh my fucking god. How do they even do this?" And I, I can't even believe I'm still saying that after seeing movies like Endgame and shit where it's like they still find so are they a way. Just, are they just like framing it to make it look like a like a like a comic I don't strip wanna, of sorts? No, like, I don't want to say I don't want to say anything. Okay. But let's just say uh it 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 was impressive. There was a couple of scenes that were extremely impressive. Um, and those alone, like scenes were so good that they they require a second viewing just to rewatch those scenes, you right. know, where you're just like, damn, I gotta see that again. Um Yeah, I I I, I enjoy I enjoyed it a great deal. Um what this did for me with Spider I've never been a massive Spider-Man fan. I'm just gonna mm. say it. I know that there's a ton of Spider-Man fanboys. He's never been the superhero that I was like, oh fuck yeah, Spider Man. I always thought he was kind of. Yeah, it was the same for me. Yeah. Like, I, like I had a, a short run when I was a kid. Yeah, and then that was. And but what I liked about this is this movie did what Winter Soldier did for Captain America. So made it I, good. Made it good. So <laughs> the first Captain America came out, and I I tried watching it like three or four times. It was bad. I I just couldn't get through it. I just. I wasn't feeling Evans in the in the in the role all that much. Um, it just didn't. It, I don't know what it was. It wasn't that it was bad. It just was so meh. And Iron Man was so much better. And, yeah. and there's just so much better. And then Winter Soldier came out, and it made Captain America hard and cool, somebody to root for. You know, Evans came into the character, and it was like I'm a huge fan now. I like I'm a big fan. Captain America is the show. This movie did that for Spider-Man, where I always was like, eh, Spider-Man, I could take or leave. He's more of a supporting hero, in my opinion. Some people were like, no, he's there fuck, for the he's, jokes. He's there for the jokes. He fucking shoots webs. It's cool. This one, he became a badass in almost some degree. He became an event. Felt like he finally became an Avenger. Like he he, he became they like he became somebody of importance of right. Uh, uh, like seeing him hone his abilities, becoming one with who he is as a character, and that got me excited. The, and I am really looking forward to the next Spider-Man because I I love where he's gone, where the character's gone, and where they're taking it. And then also when he comes back for the new Avengers, I'm excited that I feel like he's going to be powerful enough. I feel like he's going to be... His, the uh, His presence will be felt uh, when he's around, and you'll be excited well, he that he's he there. He won't be a supporting character in the next one. He's He'll gonna be, be one of the main one of the main guys, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what got me excited. So that's what this movie did for me. Is it got me excited for Spider Man, which I never really was before. So that's cool. 
So yeah. it was a good movie overall. Yeah. I give it an 8.5. Yeah, I was seeing lots of uh, people say the same thing. Yeah, I give it 8.5. Uh, honestly, it'd probably be a nine, nine and a half if I didn't see Into the Spider-Verse. That shit is just the fucking gong. Like, that's the show. Um, but this was a good time, man. It was, And some people might even give this a 10. Uh, I can't get it there because the high school stuff was a little bit much. Uh, but it was, wasn't was bad. Do they have another one before the next Avengers movie for Spider-Man? I don't know. I don't, I don't I don't remember. I would I would imagine so. It's probably one more. I think they're probably going to do one more. Yeah. Um and I think they're probably there's probably going to be some more origin stories and, and yeah. standalone films to well, kind of bring to set up the next round to of bring Avengers, all right? of them together again. So I think that's probably what's going to happen. You yeah. never know. You might even see the next Spider-Man movie um intertwine more like Civil War did where you're getting Almost like a mini Avengers movie without yeah, it yeah. being called Avengers. There'll be like one other main Avenger involved or exactly. like one and a half. You're starting to get the team together and yeah, the stakes are building. Yeah. And then, you know, I think that's what's probably going to happen. But yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there that that's that was my thoughts of Spider-Man. I give it a, a two thumbs up, man. Go, go, go check it out, especially if you're a Spider-Man fan. And if you've been on the fence like I have, this movie uh, will probably get you over over the fence. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure, bud. Hey, Jeff. The Witcher series. Yeah. On Netflix. Dude. We're getting the first shots. Dude. Cavill's looking an awful lot like Geralt. Dude. Did you see good. Did you see his Instagram? Where he had... No, because uh, I'm not on Instagram. I'm too old for Instagram. Bruh. The, he showed... Dude. It looked fucking... Fire? Fire. Bruh. The first stills that we saw when they were doing like the... the, the like the mock-up the mock-up, stuff. Dude, it looked bad. I saw the newer this still. Shit? I saw the new stills. I was like... The new still's looking real good, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruh, yeah. It, it looks fucking... Yeah, yeah, Fire. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find a... I'm not going to lie, dude. That shit got me excited. Yeah, and uh, like the sad thing was, of course... All all that happened when they put those new stills out was a bunch of people. Yeah, where's the two swords? Where's and... the second sword, bitch? Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, that's it. Just fucking looks dope. Look bro. at this. Look at the jawline of dude, that motherfucker, dude. Henry Cavill. There is something. He is a fucking beautiful man. He's a genetic shit show. He is huge. Yes, but he's got this like his look is like um like an old school. Like sixties man, that not sixties is forties and fifties. Okay, forty. Yeah, that's which it. is 40, why he played Superman because he's Clark Kent. Forties and fifties. Yeah, but like in today's world, and yes. it works. Yes. and he's different. Like he's yes. just different looking. He's built like a fucking. He's got the four foot wide jaw. He's got the cleft chin. It's fucking he's, he's wild. Bro. Six. He's what six two. Yeah, I'd say he's a six two. Yeah, I think we looked that up. Two hundred and forty fucking pounds. Oh, he's huge. He's huge. He and just fucking, just, he looks the part, bro. I'm looking does. at this. He does. And, I, and it gets me excited. Like, the cinematography, the look, everything. If, it's if like, it, goddamn. If it was older Geralt, then Mads Mikkelsen is the, oh, yeah. is actually. He's him. He's actually Geralt. Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't, the only, you don't have to put makeup on no, him. No, just tell him he to go just, to set. Just go walk on set. He walks on set five minutes before the shot. And it's he's it. ready to go. <laughs> no makeup, no nothing. No, man, no. Put me in there. Just grows his hair Suck, a bit. Bro. That's it. Done. So, uh... Henry Cavill is looking fucking fire yeah. as this motherfucker. Straight up, it looks fucking dope. Yeah. And people are thinking that come Comic-Con, uh, they're going to they're gonna announce it, and they're going to say, it's out now. Go watch it. it people think it's coming, like, that, soon. 
Like maybe real soon. Maybe like super soon. That would be smart. Yeah, they did it. Um, they did they did that with um another show a couple years ago, and they told everybody like it got announced, and they were kept it hush, and they were filmed the fuck out of it, and then they just came out and they said it's out now. I forget what it is. Maybe somebody will know in the chat. But um, people think people think that, and there's some rumors. They think the show is coming like, like this real year. Soon. Yeah, like, it's oh, com- I can see that. Like this it's year, ca- sure. like it's coming like fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. soon, soon. Um, I was sad to see so many people bitching about this show already, Bruh. because the picture didn't have two swords. And then here's but here's the thing. Okay, here's the problem with this franchise is that you've got you've got like this this fan base is split three ways. You've got people who are fans of the books. Mm. You've got people who are fans of the games. Mm. And then people who have done a bit of both. The people who have done a bit of both understand, uh, and then the people who read the books, understand that apparently Geralt never wore two swords on his back like he does in the games. That was for the gameplay and to make him look a little cooler. Uh, I guess in the books, apparently, he wore his standard sword Mm -hmm. all the time Mm -hmm. and then his silver sword which he uses for those that require the silver is kept on his horse yep but but even if that wasn't the case i I, it says volumes to me how fucking crazy some people are that they could see how good all this is looking see one sword in this guy's back lose it and then and then blinders on, paint, like focus on such an such an inane, asinine yeah. point yeah. as that, and think that that's going to be the catalyst for why the show would be shit. Like seriously, come on, <laughs> they need something. Bro. Fucking come on, they need something. How they, they desperate something. are they for something to be angry? They about? They need something, bro. Because I'm looking at these stills, bro. It's looking fire. It fucking looks. It looks so fucking good, man. I'm getting excited. And they and Netflix even came out and said. Pretty much. Uh, some of the people that were working on this and shit, they basically said, this is the Game of Thrones on Netflix. That's what they, they're literally... That's a bold claim. This is uh, this is Netflix's Game of Thrones. That is a very bold claim. Extremely bold, because I'm not going to lie to you, Henry Cavill, not that great of an actor. No, he's I'm not just gonna, actor. I'm just going to I'm just going to throw that. He's gotten better. Thankfully, Geralt, you know, is a, a pretty mellow... Character, he's, got, he's gotten better, but so he does. He doesn't have to like. It's his, not like he has to give a crazy performance to yeah, pull off Geralt. Yeah, I mean, but who knows what the supporting actors and stuff and what the story is going to be? But they might carry him a bit. Just give me some good dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Just give me some. Just give me some meat. But this looks good, and I am ready. Um, Stranger Things last night, next season got launched. Oh. So I'll be. Uh, I haven't watched season and, two, bro. I'm gonna try and watch that. Still haven't watched season two. I'm I'm mm. that guy that watched season one, and yeah. when I finished season one, I went, eh. That was me. That was me. I watched the first three four episodes of 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 Stranger Things, and I was going, "This is cool. I'm loving the music vibe. I'm loving the fucking the look of it. It's yeah, it's yeah. great." And then it just kind of. It was like it was like watching a uh, a horror mystery type sci-fi that never had a payoff. It was just a constant uh it was constant... Defi- it was definitely a show that 
Um, it was like a. It was almost like a slow burn that never actually well, burned into I, anything. I it think was, the problem was for them is that they. I don't think that they. I think they talked about this at the end of the towards the end of the first season. The, the first season ended really awkwardly, and the reasoning was when they that, when they talked about this and the actors and their stuff chimed in on it was that they didn't until almost right up before they filmed like these last episodes or the last episode they weren't certain if they were going to get a second season so they weren't entirely sure how they wanted to end it end it yeah or if it was gonna end and they only got it like last minute and so they had to give this kind of ambiguous open yeah awkward nothing no you know no loose ends and then hope that People were like, okay, that just means the second season's come. We're okay with it, and 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 so that was unfortunately what went down for that second season was pretty good. See, I haven't watched it. Kelly did watch it, but I just I didn't have time, and she started watching yep. it by herself, and I'm like, all right, fuck this. Um, it was it was it was pretty good, and uh, uh, this kids are one, getting older, man. Well, I was just about to say <laughs> the one about the, the thing about this season is that when they started, the, you know, every they were they were in that age. Where by the time we get to this season in real life, yeah. they're they're hitting like puberty, Sp- they're spro- gro- and yeah, so they're, they're growing up like oh. they look like adults now. Yes, because you know if you're 14 or 13 in Hollywood, you look like you're 40. Yeah, it's just kind of how it goes now. That's it. So, um, the difference between season two and season three, season one and season two, not much. Season two and season three, it was oh. like a light switch went on and they yeah, grew dude. up 10 years. Yeah, it was like Game of Thrones, right? You yeah, saw the similar. actors and actresses that they yeah. were super young, and then next thing you know, by like season six, seven. They're like adults. You're like, holy fuck! His voice just <laughs> went his a balls fucking dropped. down four octaves. True. He's got a beard. Yep. This is weird. <laughs> Why is she having sex? I remember her when she was ten. I don't like this. <laughs> Yet I do. It's a weird boner. What's I don't happening? Know. I don't know what to do with this situation. Oh my god! No. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. The thing. The thing I really liked about Stranger Things was just how perfectly they nailed the '80s. Like they fucking. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah nailed yeah it felt like we were watching something straight in the, the 80s yeah it was very yeah. fucking well done yeah and so yeah uh so i'll i'm not like going to rush to watch it yeah but it is something it. I'll, I'll probably end up watching it and, and if i do get all the way through i'll let you know my my thoughts on the matter mr black yeah anything else <laughs> uh no dude i've i've been trying to go to the movies more often like i said i gotta get go one afternoon oh and i just, just figured maybe you heard some news i didn't catch. oh um no, no, uh, no. Okay, nothing. Well, if then I, you, you if know, I think of something, I'll bring it up. But I'm not. I'm not hearing. You know what's next then? Uh, tech support. Uh pulsating, ripe, developing titties. <laughs> My favorite. Uh, who are the strongest three characters in the Marvel and DC universes? And in a 3v3, who would win? So strongest three Marvel, strongest three DC. I don't have a deep enough knowledge about this to be able to say. Okay, well... And then in Marvel, the thing about Marvel is that there is some, like... I mean, there's a character, for example, that is representative of Stan Lee as a writer, and he is, like... That character is... It's God, God, basically. And several others. I think they're probably talking about what we've seen so far. Right. Opposed to, like... Right. You know, uh, in all Um, of the universe. Hulk, Thor... And Captain Marvel. Uh, all right, I'm going with. Um, there is an argument for Hulk uh, because the more the angrier he gets, stronger the stronger he gets. he gets. World Eater Hulk is a thing. Yes, it is. Um, but I'm going to go with um, number one, uh, Captain Marvel. 
Number two, oh, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet actually. Witch. Yeah. And number three, Thor. That's the Scarlet Witch is the hard one to to. I mean, if you were gonna swap, if I was gonna swap one, I'd swap Captain Marvel for Scarlet Witch because they fill similar roles. The difference being is that Scarlet Witch's entire thing and why she's so broken in some of the comics is that her power is based on doing the more impossible it is, the more powerful she becomes. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're going for your average everyday bank robbery, Captain Marvel. If you want to uh, stop God. <laughs> call up Scarlet Witch. That's really your two options. Uh, but so that would be hard. So, so yeah, like, I'll go with those three. In the neck of the woods. Uh, as far as DC goes, different kind of superheroes in DC. They're yeah, not really. I'd go Superman. Yeah. Number one. Uh, number two. Um, for power. That's right. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Uh, and then number three, uh, we're talking heroes. Uh, I mean, I don't want to go with Batman because he's really not Bat- powerful. Well, he's well, power, uh, Batman's thing is he's is intelligence, and yes. he's and Batman. To put this into perspective, I was going to slot Batman in because to put this into perspective for the Justice I'm gonna go League, with Aquaman for the for the Justice League. Well, uh, for the Justice League, um. Batman is the one guy that has the kill switch for every other member of the Justice League. That is true. That is true. So, including Superman. So, I have to slot Batman in based on that alone. Okay. So, for me, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, I guess. Yeah. I'm going, I don't have a deep enough knowledge of DC to know like anyone that would go even further than yeah. that. I can't slot I'm going, Aquaman I'm going in there. Super, I'm going Superman, I'm going Wonder Woman, and I'm going Aquaman. Marvel wins. It's oh, not even fuck close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Marvel's but a, totally I'm happy, di- it's a totally different. I'm happy that DC isn't like Marvel in yeah. that way. I like the more grounded characters yeah, yeah, that yeah. feel a little bit more human. Other um, than the fact that Superman's the most generic and, and most OP uh, oh, yeah. hero I mean, of all but, time. But it is what it is, you know. I'm happy that it is different uh, to, the, to, to some degree. What else we got? Um... Volkus asks, shameless plug warning. I don't know what the shameless plug is, Uh-oh. but uh, with the, oh, well, oh, I see what he means. The Enfield Tesla supercharger coming online and the first of Petrocan's EV chargers opening next week. Uh, actually, Smitty's been traveling around Nova Scotia installing some of these things. Cool. Um, what do you think of electric vehicles? Uh, I think, I'm just going to say it. Is it a hot take? I, I don't know how hot it's probably like a warm take. Lukewarm? Um I think electric vehicles are for women. That is a hot take. You know what? I'm just gonna fucking that's, say I'm I don't give a fuck. I oh, I'm just gonna say it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just oh, gonna say it. This it's, is for this is for the camera, but I'm about to take a T bone knee. I don't fucking care. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. I think they're I think I think that uh <laughs> I just goes I don't give a fuck. I'm I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna say it. I think they're bitch made. I don't I, I think I think they're I don't I don't get it. Um I like and I'm not saying that, you know, women can't drive uh you know non electric when I say that I'm saying that in a joking manner. I just think electric cars are Is it because they don't make the vroom vroom? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. 
Yes. I'm just that's how I feel. I think <laughs> I, I, I I I think that the the tech in it is amazing. Um I I just don't ever see myself owning an electric car. You're not actually gonna have much of a choice. I know. Eventually it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know what? <laughs> I'll buy up the fucking V12s and the V8s and I'll have them sitting in the goddamn garage and they'll be classics. We'll look back, I'll look back when I'm 50, 60 years old and I'm going to say, hey, son, this used to be my dad's, or this used to be my car. Back in my day, I could leave the driveway before filling it up. Exactly, right? My son <laughs> would be sitting there fucking driving like an I-17 BMW <laughs> that fucking floats and flies and I'm going to say, listen, turn that on and it makes a lot of noise and it's got that rumble and he's going, oh, it's it's loud, Dad. I don't like it. Well, you know <laughs> what, son? That's 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 a man's car. You know what? I don't give a fuck what anybody says. When I say when I say it's for women, mm-hmm. I mean that as in it's pussy like. Now, listen and listen to this argument. Okay. If you were to ask your old man, just for the record, though, pussies are technically stronger than dicks. They are. They are. But you know what I'm saying for the for the sake for the of sake, jokes. I know, I know what you're saying for the sake of jokes. I'm just trying to win brownie points. If with women you, here. I don't give a fuck. I, <laughs> it's not even. It's not even a, a hit at women. It's more I, no, of a. I, I it's more you. of a figure of speech. It's bitch pussy. made. It's bitch made. There you go. You ask any fucking old school head, and I mean even people our age sure. that love like a fucking Chevelle, that love a fucking a manly. Fucking car, and mm. I don't even give me. The, oh well, gir- you saying girls don't like? Shit. I want a car that can't go around a corner. Exactly. When I say <laughs> bitch made pussy yes. for women, yes, it means it smells of estrogen to me, and there's okay. not enough testosterone, and there's not enough fucking oomph, right? You go if if for my grandfather, for example, if he goes when I was your age, I used to drive a fucking. Uh, Horse-drawn carriage. A 65 Chevelle or some <laughs> shit, right? Right. And the fucking thing, you couldn't take corners. When you turned it on, it was a fucking... the. It was a man's car. They, they straight up will tell you, it's a fucking man's car. But nobody has a goddamn problem saying it for the old school. And what I'm saying now... And, and a lot of the, even the, the new... Like the high, old school cars? The old mean? school cars, oh, okay, right? I get the you. old school yeah, cars. Okay, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's got a problem when they say, you know, it's a fucking man's car, right? Nobody gets up in arms and says, oh, well, what about the women? Or, you know, oh, you know, it doesn't mean... I'm not saying I can't enjoy them or whatever. But I'm saying what, it ma- what electric cars make me feel like, I feel like they are uh, the next thing. And it, and it smells of estrogen. It doesn't smell... It doesn't smell of of man muscle. Listen, the bears can smell the car's menstruation. Jeff? Exactly. That's what. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Even today's hypercars, right? None of them. None of them are. Barely any of them are manual. You know, they fucking the the engines are getting smaller. They're not making as much noise. A lot of them. A, a fuck ton of them. Sure. You even got the car heads that go. Oh, your car's an automatic. Motherfucker, they don't even make it goddamn manual to even try and do it. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's bitch made. It's fucking pussies. Get a, be a man. Get a fucking manual. Drive that motherfucker, right? Drive that motherfucker. Mm, these are all people that can't even fucking drive the car they Ex- own. Exactly. But, I'm, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you're talking about cars, let's be real. Cars are inherently a manly fucking thing. It's like, and I'm not saying women, once again, I don't know how many times I'm going to say, I'm not saying it. It's it's just a thing that dudes 
fucking jerk off over and they whip their dicks around and some women whip out their fucking titties and vagina. I've seen plenty of them at car meets, but I'm saying in general and the new generation electric cars, Mm -hmm. they don't do it for me. Mm -hmm. They don't make noise. Mm -hmm. They fucking drive themselves Mm -hmm. and it just gets, it's getting to the point where I'm going to get into a car. I'm going to punch in a destination or I'm going to tell, I'm going to speak to the car to drive me somewhere. It's going to take me there. I'm old school, motherfucker. I like to drive a car and I like it to make fucking noise and I want to feel like I'm driving it. And honest to God, the, the Tesla's, the new ones, the roaster looks amazing. It's sleek. It's sexy. It's futuristic, but it's electric. I'm making a fucking noise. So I guess, I I I don't like that. So I guess the question I have for you is where's the line drawn before the car is too technologically advanced to no longer be what you consider to be a man's car? Because somebody in your, I feel like we're already there. Somebody, like already somebody there. in your shoes that owns your car upstairs, if you went back and said compared it to hypothetically, you know, a Chevelle yes, or something yes, like yes, a '67, yes. not as manly. Chevelle, okay, yeah. Um, is is that the, where where is the line? Is it when we started, you know, doing like uh, electronic fuel injection? Uh, or when we started having ECUs to computer tune cars, like where where was the line when cars stopped being? Is it just because it has an engine and makes noise? Yeah. Or like I, what? Where's what is the the line when the cars are no longer cars? Is it that you need to have a, a mid nineties or earlier Subaru so that you can literally take it apart with like two wrenches? No, and WD-40? I'm not talking about that. For me personally, it is it is I want to be able to get on get in a vehicle turn it on and feel like and feel like I am the king of the road to mm-hmm. feel like I to feel like I can roar mm-hmm. you know to feel like it's I bravado. can yeah to to just to have that feeling mm-hmm. of of manliness of of uh uh of aggression of the gravitas of it I've I've driven electric cars I've driven a Tesla mm-hmm uh, I've been in them. Um, I've 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 been been through it all. I've been to the car meets. I've been in hypercars. I've been in hybrids. I've sat in an i8. Mm-hmm. I've been there, done that, and they're cool in their own right. But it's a completely different feeling. Until you've been in one I or agree. driven one, it is night and day. Of course, it is. Uh, it's so much so that it doesn't feel like you're driving a car anymore. Mm-hmm. It feels like you are in a transportation. Like you are just on a bus, on a train in New York that is very fast, that takes you from point A to point B, and it looks sexy, it's futuristic, it's more luxurious, it's more of like, it's more posh and sleek and snarky and and um, and, and um, pretentious. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel dirty. It doesn't feel manly. Feels like bitch made. And I'm not saying they're bitch made cars. For fuck's sakes, you get a Tesla and it goes faster than a fucking Aventador because it's electric. The fucking torque is basically. Well, it's, 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 it's instantaneous. It's an inst- There's no. Cor- it's not a and torque curve. And then you've got the fuckers going, I'm better. Line. My car's faster. No, well, it's I not. Wonder, no, it's actually not. It's. it's it, the thing is, it's, it's, it's a cheat. It's, it's not what. It's not, I get it, but for me personally, it isn't manly enough. That's why I say it's for, it's, 
it's it feels like a woman's car. Mm. And and I'm saying that in the, in a joking manner, but it just doesn't feel it for me. That's my point of view. That's I, it. I I it's get it. I get it. I think you're just I think at the end of the day, I don't think we need to call it w- w- womanly or manly or anything like that so much as it's just it's a different classification of vehicle uh, all altogether. It's manly. And um, I, and I love that feeling. It's a different feeling entirely when you have a gas-powered engine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is the it is the experience of the noise, depending on the engine you have, it's a different noise, it's a different feeling, whether you're turboed or supered or whatever, it's all very different. You know, it's, there's, uh, there, it's a, a much more uh, elaborate and involved experience. You feel more connected to the vehicle, which is why people like to drive a, a stock, you know, manual versus yeah. uh, having uh, even paddle, paddle shifters. shifters. Uh, at the end of the day, people, you know, there's an car experience. Will, they want to feel like yeah. they're part of the yeah, car, yeah. Uh, and and yeah, the there, it's it's just yeah, you're going to be stepping away from that, and and even if even if we stayed gas, that's that's going to for the sake of efficiency and power over time, the stuff that you would associate, for example, with. Uh, some of these cars would naturally get reduced over time of course, anyway. Of course. It's just the, the, they have the nature of it. Yeah. Um, I, 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 it's not like I disagree with you. I prefer, if I was going to own a higher-end sports car, not just a car, yeah. but a sports car, then I would rather have something that was... Makes noise. A, a, a standard <laughs> you know, kind of gasoline fare, whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. Uh, because you get to have that kind of more visceral... Uh, experience. I'm not saying it isn't visceral when your organs get liquefied when you put your foot down in an electric vehicle and the torque is literally already at its maximum from zero. Yeah. And your stomach meets your asshole. Yes. Uh, and, which is fun. Which is fun. Fuck, man, what a rush. You know. You, know, you get you you still get the speed aspect of it. Hell yeah. You still get the handling speed you know, aspect For only of so it. So long. But but <laughs> you know the um. But you know the, all the other all the other senses that get used with a uh, a, a gas powered vehicle is obviously wildly different. It's a different. It's a very different experience entirely. So I agree. I, I, I agree with that. I have no problem with electric cars. I think electric cars are are. Um, uh, I think what I haven't seen because I haven't read into it enough is, and what I would like to to see whether it exists or not, I don't know, uh, is some studies to be done to compare that. Let's say eighty percent of the people on the road. We're driving electric cars, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't just generate electricity out of thin fucking air. And a lot of places are still using uh, fossil fuels to uh, generate said electric uh, energy that people are plugging their cars into yep. back at home, et cetera, et cetera. What I'd like to see is is the, um, the environmental cost for where we are now versus if tomorrow we swapped and everyone was on electric, mm. the electric generation mass being mass produced for people plugging their cars in at home, what the environmental cost of that is versus where we are now. Because obviously what people want to work towards is environmentally friendly vehicles. Because yeah, of course. like we woke up this morning at 7,000 degrees of time. Yeah. Nice if it doesn't get any hotter than that, that'd be uncomfortable. Yep. So we want to work towards that ideally. The best we can, or at least mitigate it. So that's what we want. But I, I, I don't. I'm sure there is some rudimentary set, but we haven't gotten to a point where enough electric vehicles are on the road. We can take guesses. We can run math and say, well, if everyone was driving a current generation electric vehicle, and we know that it gets this many miles before you have to recharge, and we know that you know the standard 
you know, rate of, of generation in, in these states. For example, if you just did America, different states might have different power generation methods. And we could uh, assume, you know, how much carbon we're pumping into the atmosphere on that versus just everyone driving a gas-powered car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, self-driving is is whatever. It's probably going to be safer than people because people are terrible at driving. Um, you know... But then that's another thing where you go, well, now I'm not even driving at all. You know, if I'm going to own a car, I would like something. But that's when you own, if you're if you're lucky enough, you own a car. Of course. That you can track. Yeah. Or take somewhere into the I'm into not the arguing hills, any of these points. I'm just whatever. going by what I think about electric cars. Yes. I think they're a necessity. I yeah. think they're going to, I mean, it's. A, I think it's going to be a norm. I think my boy will drive <laughs> an electric car. I think... Um, I think what Tesla is doing is great, along with other uh, car companies that are coming out with hybrids or electric cars. Mm. I think it's great. Just for me personally, you asked my opinion on what I thought about them. Yeah. And I think they're bitch made. I'm just, I, that's, I think they're amazing for the environment. I think they're a, a, a huge step in the right direction, but I just feel like they're bitch made. Maybe they'll create something that will. Uh, emulate the feeling. Well, they're already emulating like sounds yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly. They're, they're generating. But that as stuff. of right now, bro, coming from somebody that drives a V8 twin yeah. turbo, yeah, <laughs> AMG, and I and I even step into a hypercar that's electric. Yeah, yeah. I get I get the feels of how awesome a hypercar is and how fast yeah. it can be off the get go. But at the end of the day, bro, there is nothing like driving something that fucking. Yeah, it growls. It growls and, yes. and makes you feel like... That's why, that's why, you know... You're on the edge of your life. Dudes like, are putting you know. pipes on civics. Exactly. You know, well, people, exa- want, exactly. people want to have the sound. That's just my it. And I'm not even a car enthusiast. Mm. You ask, like, car enthusiasts? Mm. They have no problem calling somebody a bitch, even for having paddle shifters, mm. let alone uh, an electric car. Mm. I mean, these people... You know they they are they are beyond diehard. I'm not a diehard car guy. I enjoy them. I've got appreciation for them. I'm sure the but, people that had horse drawn carriage were real upset about the Model Ts and the Model As <laughs> and they came around. You're a bitch. Uh, you don't have to feed your car. I mean that's a fucker. That's a pretty that's a pretty extreme. Uh, it's not. It's a new. It's a totally new technology. It's a totally different step in the right direction. They're complaining. Their their complaints are you're a bitch. You drive it because you don't have to use a stick shift, which means you don't probably even know how to rev match and double clutch and. Some some of those go people take are like it out that. on the yeah, road, some people are like get it that. out on the track and shit, and you're only beating me because you don't have to worry about that, and you've got instantaneous fucking torque and all of your big fucking batteries out back powering you, where I've got to go home, but it is and, true. I've got to, and I've got to blow out the fucking cylinders, and I've got to <laughs> bore it out and open the engine up and cram enough air in here. i got to go get a fucking 2J out of a fucking 97, 98 Supra, put a fucking turbo the size of my dog and the size of the car, get 780 brake horsepower, go out, put fifteen foot tires on it and do a seven second quarter mile, bitch. Or you just went out and bought a soccer mom model three that can do the same thing for thirty five thousand dollars? Well fuck you. It's true. Right? It is no. there's truth to it. Tough shit. Yeah. You know what else goes faster than cars? Planes. <laughs> Suck it the fuck up. Yeah. They're gonna have to eventually get on it themselves. Well actually they won't because it won't be their generation. But eventually, in the future Yeah. Electric cars are going to re- get replaced with something that's probably even more automated yep. or even easier, yep. even faster. Yep. People are going to go, well, back in my day, we had Teslas and the fucking doors did panels didn't even line up because they were being built by five people in fucking Massachusetts and shit was fucking wacky and weird and, and everyone, we liked it. We played fucking Skyrim on the screen mm. and asteroids and we could turn on our air conditioning from the bedroom, but that was it. 
It's all we had. You know, it's, it's, it's just the way that it's going to fucking go, bro. And, and I get it. Like, I love fucking, I fucking love cars. I'm a dad's son. I fucking love the shit. Dad grew me up on muscle. And I would love to own muscle and, and, and one day and be able to learn how to work on my own car and do all that shit. I'm literally physically incapable of driving manual because I'll kill myself because <laughs> my legs will interfere with the wheel and I'll die. However, everything else about that, I'd love to have, have it in, in, you know, in theory. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's a different class entirely. Uh, if you if you asked me if I was going out and buying a car uh, and I had all the money that was whatever, Porsche has a hybrid that's just unfucking like stupid amount of horsepower uh, because it borrows on the back of the of the hybrid engine. It still has uh, a gas engine in it, but it's the hybrid and you get all the benefits of the torque from the, the electric plus the, the grunt and the power. Uh, of the uh, of the gas, mm-hmm. and you just it's just it's a fucking wild, crazy car that still looks and sounds like a Porsche. If and I was buying a Porsche, I'd be getting the GT2 RS if I could ever afford one, and that'd be the fucking Catalina wine mixer. You know the new the 2019 um, 911 uh, Turbo mm. and the 911 Carrera have mm. my new favorite Porsche body. I haven't seen that. Porsche, the Porsche 911, the new 2019, mm. is, dude, you, okay, it is fucking hot. <sighs> it's, it's very sexy. It's 135,000 Canadian. It's, it's actually steak. not that bad. Uh, it's bad for me. A little steep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's expensive, but I mean, compared to like a GT3 or something like that. Oh yeah, it is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my new favorite body. I wouldn't put it my favorite, but it's it's had an upgrade. It is the nine the nine eleven in my opinion for its class is the best in its class and has been pretty much since the nine eleven was invented. It's a daily driver yeah. that will roll people up and smoke. Except them. that Adam, it's a Porsche, and you can't fit in these. Uh, I've never tried. I can fit in a Viper. You don't fit in these. These are. <laughs> He's, it's possible. I mean, nine elevens are are meant to be daily drivers. Jerry Clarkson can fit in one. He's six four, so I should I'd be pretty close. He'd drive. And, and I God think damn, Clarkson bro. dailies his nine eleven. So I, there's a hope. There's a hope. Mm. There's a hope. I I just haven't sat in one. I I can get. I, all I know is that I have sat in other sports cars, and the Viper is a tiny cockpit, and oh, I yeah. can fit in the Viper. Oh yeah. So. It's possible. Actually, uh, what's his face? Uh, Spears here from from Halifax, who's a content creator. He bought the brand new Viper. Oh, really? Yeah. The, he, he got the, the ACR. Yes, I think I think he got. Uh, I don't know if it's the ACR model. Uh, see here. I think that's the only one they're making. I now. think I think then that must be it. It's a brand. It's the brand new 2019 one. I think. Um, so if that's the case, then yes. Uh, that car is unadulterated fire, by the way. Yeah, he wrecked his um, uh, his Corvette. He had like the new uh, fucking. Um, I hate Corvettes, bro. Uh, I, I fucking hate them too. I'll be I honest fucking with. hate them, dude. When I saw that They're he got a Viper, when cars. I saw that he got a Viper, I was That's like, an dude, upgrade, bro. that is a, ma- it's a massive <laughs> the upgrade. upgrade. The upgrade is is steep. The, the the Corvette's so shittily fucking made. They tried. They dude, the size of the wheels they had to try to put on the back of it because they couldn't figure out how to get the power to the fucking goddamn road in that thing. It's a slippery plastic mess. Mm. It's garbage. Hot fucking garbage. Yeah, he got that there. Blue one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, fucking, that's yeah, fire. Yeah, that looks dope. 
Yeah. Love the color too. It's, it, I like they finally went back to a body similar to like the 99 ACR where it actually kind of looks like a snake head now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is what it, the Viper used to be like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just, it's fuck. I mean, the ACR has a bunch of track records, bro. Oh yeah. Oh, Vipers and are, Vipers are fucking dope, dude. The new Vipers are, are putting out. They're putting out numbers. Putting out numbers. Uh, million, thank you for the, uh, five dollars. And, uh, Dark Q, thank you for the two. <clears throat> Oh, old Corvettes are fine. Um, anything post seventies, get that trash out of here. I'm just not a big fan of even the the look of a Corvette. Uh, Older Corvettes, I don't mind. Yeah, like Stingrays and stuff like that. I always thought were great. It's yeah, Stingrays don't look bad. It's unfortunate that there's so many kit car Stingrays around now, but um, they're not bad. They're not my favorite, but I don't. I don't ever mind them. I thought they were a, a pretty car, um, but. Uh, no, it's whatever. Me, right now, if I had a choice, if I was going out there, one thing I was disappointed with, talking talk about cars, since we're on the topic anyway, uh, Toyota released the new Supra, which is literally the Z4 BMW mm. with a different body. Mm. Like, people thought that it was just going to be the power plant, <laughs> like they just the engine, and then they got it, and then there's a BMW badge on literally... <laughs> Everything in that car from the fucking, from the infotainment center all the way through with BMW, the fucking everywhere, um, which I was a little sad about. I don't know why they didn't just use their own straight six. BMW has a really, really good straight six. Straight six is my favorite engine. Mm. I think it is objectively the greatest engine ever made, uh, in gas powered cars. And if I had any car and I was going to be tracking it straight six all fucking day, there's no question about it. Mm. It's a smooth, smooth running engine. If I was tracking a car, I'd, I'd be buying a Porsche. That'd be it. That'd be my show. GT4, uh, that'd be the show. I'd be buying a Porsche. If I could buy, if I could, if I could upgrade a car right now, if mm. I could, if I could own a car, I would either get a McLaren uh, 570S mm. um, and tune that to to fuck to make it basically a 720, uh, or I would get a Huracan. And I wouldn't buy a Huracan here because our roads are absolutely uh, not even close. Awful. Yeah, but um, yeah, those would be my toss right now. I actually just don't fox with hypercars. I actually yeah. just don't like them. I know. I know. Uh, in I get general, it. yeah. Um, Similar reasons for why you don't you don't like electric, electric cars. Yeah. I actually don't consider most hypercars to really be cars. Yeah. If I was going to own one, it'd be a Pagani Zonda. Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the reality for me is, I like to do you know more with less. I like the idea of like the the Viper until you know even now for how much you cut you you buy a Viper for. Dude, like uh, the Vipers are like uh, the new 90 Viper. something thousand. Well, the new if, if you get all base, the bells and whistles, if you get all the bells and whistles on, or on like this, that? you can get it for about 140 uh, Canadian. Yeah. For all we're talking, you, you and that's deck, a card that sets you, track records yeah, yeah. at Laguna Seca. You deck this fucker out. Yeah. 140 G's. Yeah. You're off to the motherfucking races. Literally. You want to spend 120 grand? You're still off. Yeah. To the motherfucking races. It's the thing about so, so for me. Um, 99 Viper ACR is my favorite car of all time. Mm. It is a hot fucking car. That's a man's car, bro. I'm just going to say it again. It's, it is. (laughs) Well, that's not just a man's car. That's the shit that if you're not careful, it will kill yourself. You'll you'll, you'll kill yourself. You'll kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's actually a car that I don't even think I'd drive. I would just own. You just stare at it. Because I'd kill myself if I tried to drive it. Yeah. Uh, After that, um, Lotus Evora, very nice car. Lotuses are nice. Lotus Evora. They is, always remind me of Dinkies. Uh, yeah, they are. Well, they're built. They're, they, <laughs> like they're, they weigh about four pounds. Uh, and they uh, fucking go. That Evora has a Camry engine in it. 
<laughs> that's the same engine that they have in the Toyota Camry, just with turbos. Yeah, and it goes. and it puts out four hundred and ten yeah, brake horsepower. Because it weighs ten pounds. Yeah, and it just fucking go. And the thing about the Lotus is because they weigh nothing and they're balanced well. It's a mid-engine Camry. Like a, the engine is the mid-engine of the car. It fucking tracks like a champion. Mm. Um, and then give me Toyota's classic Supra straight six in almost any car. Fuck it. Give me a. Give me an S. I don't know if you could even fit it in. I'd be interested if it's possible. I don't know enough about cars to know. But if you could get, if you could get Toyota's 2JZ straight six in a Honda S2000 2005 model or whatever the fuck, um, that seems like a meme to me. Because now it's a go kart with <laughs> a lot of balls. A lot of balls. <laughs> It's, Some, it's Mario Kart with the golden mushroom all the time. All the time. Something, <laughs> something stupid here like that. Here we go. Here we go. Ah, ah. <laughs> um, yeah, something stupid like that. All right. One more. Uh, One more. Yeah, let me get the uh, question back up. Yeah, we only, that's only the second question. What? Yeah, we just, we just rambled a bit. Oh, my God. Uh, let's see here. Oh God! There's a question for you. This is fun enough as it is. Eight nine ten asks, <laughs> if you were elected prime minister, how would you make Canada a better place? Dude, uh, be it, you know what? I I I don't even want to go. I I actually, I'll just think of something because if because what I want to say, I'm not even going to go there. Fair. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, fuck. I don't even... Oh, classic yeah. Ferrari, yeah. Ferrari F, uh, F40 is my favorite. Oh, fuck. Um, fuck. I'll give you my... my this is In an idealistic world, if you could ignore the fact that politics is bullshit, let's go with... Uh, I'm, that's how I'm going to preface this with. Uh, one, first past the post in Canada is bullshit, and that needs to be getting rid of. Trudeau was supposed to do it. People have promised it before. It never happens because, again, politics is bullshit. Mm. And even if you want to do it, by the time you get in, odds are nobody's going to let you actually fucking do that shit. But first past the post, as far as an electric uh, an election mechanic, needs to get the fuck out. Two, um, we need to uh, clamp down hard on um, actually monitoring our budgetary expenditures mm. uh, in a way that, for example, in Canada, our biggest, one of our biggest issues is infrastructure because we have 36, 37 million people on the second largest landmass for a country mm. on earth, mm. uh, which means our tax base yeah. for, for that kind of shit is spread super thin, um, which means whatever money you do have for it needs to be used perfectly. And the problem with budgets and stuff, uh, politically speaking, is that if somebody comes along and gives you some money one year and mm. you don't use all of it because you don't really need it and you want to roll it over into the next year, they will reduce your budget for the following year. And so in order to avoid that happening, a lot of wasteful spending happens because they don't want the budget to go down the following year. This happens in the military a lot too, actually. Um, so we need to fix that problem because we're blowing money on literally fucking nothing. Nothing. Great. Um, another thing that I wanted, uh, I would want to do oh, geez, is when we do save some of that money when, by not fucking the budget up, we really and truly actually need to take a good hard look uh, at um, how we can um, start to 
not fix what we've done in the past because it's already in the past. But with the Aboriginal community, we have a fucking long road to try and bring back what we did for the last hundred plus years. This is yeah. This is bad. where this is where I was going. It's bad. This is where I was. Um, and we, I mean, it's not an easy fix, and you can't just do it overnight. Yeah. And you're not going to please everyone. Yeah. Um, but there has to be something done there, uh, in terms of education, housing. Yep. And not just that. But you have to you have to try and, and and make an earnest attempt at getting paths for these kids to get out of these communities to to break the cycle yep. that's been happening. Yep. So that's another one. Uh, and then in a similar light, the um, uh, our care of veterans is dog shit. Same in the states; it's terrible in the states too. Uh, but uh, we really our veteran affairs is absolutely goddamn terrible. Uh, and my opinion in any in any place, any country in the world, regardless, is if you're going to uh, send your boys to war, uh, you only get to send them if you take care of them when they get back. Yeah. Because for your, life. A- your ass isn't out there yeah, yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah. No, for, um, for so life. So you get to yeah. take care of them for life now. Yes, absolutely. And if you can't do it, guess Don't, what? You can't afford you can't to go, go to, to war. war. Yeah, you can't go to war. Tough shit. Yeah. I'm I'm 150%. You There's... Yeah, my 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 thing is uh, I was going to talk about the Aboriginals. You've already done that. I think uh, that that's just a gong show in itself. Um, since you already talked about that, my other one would be our healthcare system. Um, I know everybody thinks Canada's got well. I mean, Canada does have a great healthcare system in comparison to most of the other countries in the world, mm-hmm. but. Um, our tax base makes it difficult to to run efficiently. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a gong. It's a gong. And show. for the reasons I mentioned yeah. in terms of transportation and stuff yeah. and budgetary problems, yeah, that similarly happens. And my, one of my my aunts, my dad's sister, mm-hmm. uh, is a um, civil engineer that worked with the hospital system here. Um, oh, five it's, alarm fire. It's a <laughs> so same problem where yeah. it's my mom money's works at being, a hospital, bro. Money's being wasted. Yeah. And we can't afford to waste money in our hospital systems because yeah. it's not that our system can't work more efficiently. It's just that the bureaucratic fuckery involved is totally messing the whole thing up. Yep. And it doesn't have to be that way. No. It's just that it so happens to be fucked. Fucked. Great. So, so that's, that's definitely, yeah, for sure. Um, mm, oh, I'll throw in the last one. Uh, we need to really incentivize um, in better ways keeping our doctors here in the country and not going to the States for the for the pay increase we can't we're, we're bleeding doctors here like it's fucking we're paying all of our tax dollars into subsidized education to give our doctors the education and their doctorates and then they they go okay well i can make you know one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year to yeah. two hundred fifty thousand dollars canada yeah or i can make three to four times that in the states yeah bro you've got construction workers in parts of canada making more than doctors yeah and we just need to, we need to figure out, there has to be a way, somebody smarter than me, if there's a, there's a fucking solution to this problem. Mm. And the, and the thing is that for provinces that have less money, like Nova Scotia, it's getting harder and harder to find family doctors. Yep. Um, and that's going to be a big <laughs> fucking problem. Yep. Uh, and no doctor wants to get paid, you know, $200,000 a year to have, you know, 5,000 patients, 5,000, 10,000 <laughs> patients and be basically run dead. Yes. No matter how, no matter how good go they to the want, states you know, have four patients make half a million dollars. Exactly. <laughs> like that's just like how you fuck. You gotta you gotta fucking solve that problem. 
shit, give them a house or give them housing, give them something, give them, give them, give them like, incentive, give them incentives. Yeah. Be like, look, your pay property off their fucking debt. Fucking uh, give a give them. I don't know. Give a match debt for the first five years you're in Canada practicing or whatever. Because you're, you're gonna save, you're gonna save money somewhere else in the system by keeping them in the country. Hundred percent. Uh, first, can you please pronounce Robert Pattinson's? Yes, we were calling Robert Patterson. Patterson I know. Yeah, yeah I, I saw people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Patterson. Pat, Patty Cake. Patty Cake. Baker's Man. Oh fuck! Second, what is the movie you're most ashamed to enjoy watching? This comes from Seth. Do you have a movie that you feel Ooh, shame when you question. watch? That I feel shame or like you feel shame like, like shame. Like, so it's, like am I like a guilty pleasure movie? So I, to speak, I, I guess, but even more wor- like even like worse. even worse. Yeah, guilty pleasures you still might talk about publicly, but like the full the full shame, the full shame. Oh fuck! I don't know because I don't really watch that many movies. I'm trying to think of movies that I kind of like will watch when I see it. That is yeah. like bad. Yeah, but um, it's a good one. Uh, the room. Yeah, the room. I mean, I've only seen it once, so I, you know, but no, yes, no shame watching that. That room, that movie is fucking. That is that is some legendary status. I don't know. That's a really tough question. I'm gonna I, go. I'm gonna go with the Star Wars prequels. I'm gonna go with Tokyo Drift. Oof. Yeah, but I don't watch that. I I saw that and had enough of it. Right. I've watched I, it about seven or eight times. Now. Oh my god! You should <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Star Wars prequels because I've seen those several times. And for some reason, when they're on, I watch them and I hate them. But, but I still watch, watch them anyway. Yep. And I hate them. Yep. So, it's like the current Star Wars movies. <laughs> I, I, I hate the prequels more, <laughs> honest to Oh, fuck. that's fair. That's, that's, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> like if you enjoy any Adam Sandler movie. Dude, Kayla was watching an Adam Sandler movie on Netflix last night with uh, What's-Her-Face, uh, Jennifer. The new one uh, apparently is pretty... Uh, the, his newest one is apparently actually being received relatively well. Oh, well. Yeah. Every but Adam the moment, Sandler thing that I've watched in the last it's decade. It's terrible. Embarrassing. They all make money, though. Oh, dude, that guy's swimming in I, You can't hate Adam Sandler. He goes no, out, he finds all his friends. He's hustling, bro. And he goes, hey, guys. Yeah. Want to make a want to make a movie? Just hang out, have some fun. Yeah, and everyone You're, goes, yeah, yeah. He's like he he, he <laughs> you know what his movies are like. If Chris Rock continued to make movies, his all of his movies were pretty bad. They at the beginning they were good because it was like that time of the year where where comedians could come in and make a movie and it was just funny because it was the comedian. Yeah. And then after a little while you're like, okay, we've seen it now. Yeah. This is getting old. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what Chris Rock and then Chris Rock will come out with a random movie that's like kind of serious that's really good. And same with Adam Sandler where he'll have a gem like once. Every decade, he'll have a fucking gem where you're like, okay, maybe Adam Sandler's back. And then he makes more movies, and nope, he's not back. He just didn't make a shit movie one time. He hasn't been funny to me since I was 12. Uh, I have a hot take. Chris Rock's actually never been funny. I I love Chris Rock's stand-up. You not feeling it? ain't it, bro. (laughs) That ain't bro. That ain't it, bro. (laughs) I, I I feel like most of his humor... Or what you know comes out of it is because it sounds like somebody grabbed him by the fucking testicles. Yeah, his voice, and that does fifty percent of the work for him, which is not too far flung from Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart's the same way. Um, uh, Cat Williams, same way. Um, like who's the guy from? Uh, I can't. Remember, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. Fucking. Um, 
did with Jackie Chan that did Chris Rush Tucker. Hour. Chris Tucker. What the fuck is the difference between Chris Tucker and Chris Rock? If I'm being real with you, bro. Quali- quality of jokes. But has Chris Tucker ever done a dramatic he, amount of stand-up? Uh, no, but he has done some stuff. Because at the end of the day, they're both doing a wacky fucking black guy voice. Yeah. And that's about the show. Yeah. I mean, Chris Tucker is uh, we, we're getting another rush hour, so hopefully that's good. Bro, I'm, I'm a fucks with rush oh, hour. Bro, I'm going to fucks, with, I'm gonna fucks oh, with that movie. Dude, that oh, movie's going to make money. Oh that movie's going to make money, bro. Well, I mean, how big does the budget really need to be for fucking... Probably not that. Probably, right. It'll probably be like $30, 40 Jackie million. Jackie does all of his own fucking stunts. Yeah, it'd be the $30, 40 million. Done. Yeah. Probably make like 250, 300 million. Oh, it's going to make fuck tons of cash, bro. <laughs> yeah. I actually predict that's going to be more successful than the new Bad Boy movie that's going to come out. I guarantee it will be. Yeah. And I mean, Will Smith is a star. Like, Will Smith is on the come up right now. Aladdin uh, mm. was his biggest uh, fran- uh, box office of all time. Uh, he he is on... Can the- I have another hot take for you here? <laughs> I haven't liked anything Will's done in a very long time. Really? Uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Last time Ooh, I liked Will Smith. It's a fire movie. That's literally the last time I liked anything he's done. Damn. Damn, you harsh. Uh, and you know why? Because I'm watching Will Smith be Will Smith in almost every movie he's done since. Yeah. And you know what this next movie is going to be? Will, Will Smith, Smith doing Will Smith. Smith. And uh, Martin Lawrence doing Martin Lawrence. But that's okay because nobody's seen Martin Lawrence yeah. since the last Bad Martin Boys Lawrence, <laughs> Martin Lawrence been eating. That guy gained some weight. Uh, he was already kind of husky to begin with. Yeah, now now he's husky. Like, he's older now he, and he's husky. It's he's, like he's, he's Will Smith on. is like all still Will Smith. Yeah, he's still Jack. Uh, and then you've got Martin Lawrence there. So I'm, I'm very curious to see I, what I jokes did, I did see him and Jazzy Jeff do a little throwdown on his YouTube channel here he the did. other day. It was pretty fire. Yeah. He still fucks with Jazzy Jeff, man. Yeah. Uh, a few years back when I was in Vegas, they Will Jazzy Jeff was doing a a, a party at um, Jazzy One Jeff Republic. did a thing here a few he? times. But Will Smith came out like we're, oh we're, did he? Yeah, he he just surprised oh, and, and he did the Fresh Prince song and shit. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, just as a tie-in with the movie stuff here, last one comes in from RMR. Even though we've kind of answered this before, but you know what, RMR didn't hear it. I'm gonna give it to him. Because it ties in with what we just said. Don't know if this question's already gotten answered, but top three favorite movies of all time. From Dust Till Dawn. Yep. Man, I feel like my fucking movies are changing um, as I get older. That happens. I'm gonna go yeah. I'm gonna go from Dust Till Dawn. I just love it every time. Um I'm gonna go with Shawshank Redemption. Okay. And boy, oh boy! I was gonna say John Q, but I'm bring, I'm pulling that I'm pulling that back because I feel like I've just had better experiences. It's really hard for me to pick. It's so it's so tough. Yeah, I'm terrible. It's so tough. But if I you know if I had to choose those two, and then I'm gonna throw in um, fuck. We're talking of all time, man. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with The Matrix. The first one. Oh, yeah. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, so good. And uh The Last Samurai. <laughs> also very fire. Dude, we still have not. We still didn't do our sushi and dude, last samurai, dude. Run. That's coming. After the move, we'll do we'll make it. Please. Happen. Sushi please, and last samurai. Please. Be fire. Uh just to be different. Because there's so many good movies. I'm actually gonna throw in Bro, I'm gonna throw in Inception. 
Okay. That's a I'm fire throwing, movie. I'm throwing in Inception. That's a fire movie. And I've seen it a lot of times. That movie changed the game. I'm I'm just I'm throwing in Inception. I'm just gonna do it. Uh and you know what? If I really thought about it, pr- probably isn't number three. But I'm it's definitely top ten, and I'm throwing oh, sure. it up there right now because it came to my mind. And it's so hard to pick a top th- top three movies. So I'm just just to switch it up. I'm I'm throwing I'd be, it. In. I'd, I'd be struggling not to put Interstellar in here. If it, I was gonna say Interstellar. If, it, if you could remove that one love love speech scene, yeah, that movie Interstellar's in my top ten. That literally that yeah. scene yeah. takes Interstellar from up here, yeah. and like four or five points in the list yeah, yeah, yeah. from that one Dude, fucking Inter- scene. Interstellar's fucking dope. That's a dope movie, oh my bro. God, dude. Fucking dope movie, bro. Dude, he killed that fucking that role. That movie was fucking fire. So fucking Marv, hard. Marv, 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 Fuck, Marv. Dude. That shit, dude, when we saw it in theaters, no joke, I think I've mentioned this before, I actually started to have a fucking trip at one yeah. point watching that movie when he was at the end and he's like in the, like the fucking strings and shit, like the, the room. Like you call it the room or whatever the fuck he's in, and yeah. he's seeing the the he's seeing his home like in Mar on the other in, side, and yeah. The, it's yeah Merv or Marv or whatever the fuck Marv Murph Murf. Murf. Marv, but he calls it Marv Marv Marv. Um, that when I saw that scene and I like everything else came came before it, and I was running like string bro. theory and everything through my mind. I'm gonna be honest with you, you tripping. I actually had to close my eyes. Yeah, tripping balls. I was bro. I, I wasn't on drugs and I was tripping balls. Bro, I'm switching it. I'm going. I'm switching my. I'm switching Interstellar. With Inception, I'm just put. I'm putting. But it that in. stupid love I know. Speech. You know what? Forget it. Fuck! I need a director's cut. For that is gone. <laughs> that is gone. An instant. That's the Adam cut. Yeah, that's the Adam. gone. Get rid of adds it. Adds nothing. I know. I know. It's, at all, yeah. it plays to nothing. At best, I think their whole idea was that it was supposed to prop up to give her a reason to make the stupid choice to go after the guy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It was fucking bad. That was really dumb. But, but everything else, everything goddamn, else, is good. You know, I can let that. I can let. I'm. I'm switching. I'm switching Interstellar with motherfucking Inception, and that's going in at number three. There it is. Fuck. What a fucking stuff. experience in the theater that was. In IMAX. Oh, dude, it the black just, hole scene, bro. It was. Oh, and then we find out just this year that the black hole they depict in the movie was basically fucking bang on, I and I was just like, oh, I know that it's, raised the stock on that movie a bro. few fucking points. And, and, and he was he was flexing, he was weird flexing too about all the scientists and all the fucking yeah, of like, course, all like the shit that like all the real possibilities, real science that they put through it. And I'm like, now that's you, what makes science fiction good when you do it properly is you take all the knowledge of the current times for science, yeah, and then you you hyper realize realize it just. Enough. Enough to yeah. get it out of the realm of normal and into that just that extra bit. And sometimes it pays off because reality turns out to be what you just like turned up a bit. It's like with Star Trek with like communicators, yep. flip phones, automatic all opening door, Dude. all that shit. It's like you just gambled that went. Gene Roddenberry we went, all fuck it. it. It's all here now. And now here, here, <laughs> now we are. here we are, right? Yeah, bro. That's fire. There it is. Science fiction's fire. There it Ladies is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another Techno Alpha podcast. Thank you so much. Hit the like button here on YouTube. Do that. Once... Or three times, not twice. Once or three times. Yep. Or option. five times. Or five. Odd numbers only. Odd numbers only. Odd numbers only. Uh, we will be back next week, of course, with more Technical Alpha. Head on over to patreon.com slash technical alpha if you want to help us out financially to keep this train going. We'd love to see you guys over there. Have yourself a uh, fantastic rest of your 4th of July if you're celebrating. Otherwise, uh, have a good morning, afternoon, or evening. We'll see you on the next one. Peace! Peace!